The following program is an exclusive Disruption Networks production. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacuan Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacuan Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption Team, and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. Oh yeah, baby. It is time for that distorted voice in your ear hole. It's me, Z, EC Radio. We're live on the D. You can find the whole base at disruptionnetwork.net. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. We're well accessible, if you will. Joining me as always, my man Chicken. Producer Pelleggi in the house with us today. Yes, sir. And let me tell you something, Pelleggi has been killing it for us, man. We hooked us up with a great interview last week with Christopher Wolf. Yes. Funny yeah. guy, great writer. Oh, yeah. And today we got a, a guy on the line with us right now joining us via Skype, Dan Lamort, a very funny comedian, writer, podcaster. Yo. Dan, what's up, man? Good to see you. What's going on? How you doing, man? So you're over in Jersey, right? That's, that's where you're located? Yes, I am. Is there connection problems? I don't know. My internet is terrible. Your internet's terrible? It's, it's kind of like a little bit in and out, kind of faded, but uh, we'll get through it, brother. We'll get through it. Yeah, it's insane. I'm in the second floor of my house, and I can't even pick up the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, I hope Optimum is not one of your sponsors. Hey, so uh, but Pelagi was telling me you're originally from upstate New York. Is that true? Uh, born in Brooklyn, then my parents moved to Cornwall, New York for a year to live in a log cabin, which was a venture that they regretted pretty uh, quickly. <laughs> Cornwall, that's that's almost like Canada, isn't it? 
Is it? Yeah, it turns out that they were not cut out for the log cabin life, but somehow they produced a son who looks like he was. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. So you do like stand-up comedy? Is that what you prefer to do, or do you prefer to write? Or yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing stand-up professionally since I was uh, 18 or 19 years old. Oh, wow. wow that takes I'm a lot 20, of balls at 18, yeah. 19 years old to get up in front of a crowd and tell jokes, man. Yeah, it takes a lot of narcissism to think adults want to listen to an 18-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan, you that's told what stand-up is all about. You were telling me yesterday that uh, you were the youngest person to audition for the Comedy Cellar. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's often debated whether who was younger, me or Pete Davidson. Uh, I, I definitely was the quickest. He, we might have been the same age, though. Right. Speaking of Pete Davidson, he's in upstate New York as we speak. He's in Syracuse filming... Uh, a, a movie, and then he came to Utica yesterday. Right. Didn't some come out that he's got like this monster penis or something? I have no idea about his penis chicken. Yes. chicken. Why would we know that chicken? It's been all over the news. <laughs> Apparently he's got a monster. Yeah. Very big penis. <laughs> right? See? See? <laughs> and how do you know this, Dan? Oh, that's a long story. <laughs> Very long. <laughs> I, I, I own... I own uh, my connection to Pete, not only have I worked with him before, but uh, my father owns a dry cleaning business in New York City, in apartment buildings, and uh, one of his clients is Ariana Grande. Okay. And she brought down two carpets to get cleaned and never picked them up, so two of the carpets in my house are Ariana Grande's rugs. Oh, no <laughs> and I now know. that's his wife, so it's a little weird, but... I'd love to see her rug. <laughs> 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 I sent that mutual friend that I knew he was with a picture of me laying on the carpet uh, right after they announced their proposal and said, if I'm not invited to the wedding, she doesn't see it again. Falls <laughs> <laughs> in his court. We'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's funny. Do, do you still have the picture with you? Uh, it's on my phone, yeah, laying on the carpet. <laughs> That's funny. That is so funny. So you say you work with Pete Davidson before. What did you work with him in? Uh, I've just done shows with him at the Comedy Cellar. Gotcha. Gotcha. Rumor has he's doing a pop-up show tonight at the Westcott. That's right. the rumor, though. I don't know if it's 100% sure or not, but yeah. that's what I heard. But uh, very cool. Yeah, we got funny comedian Dave, Dan Lamort. It's Lamort, right? It, sometimes people yes. pro pronounce it Lamorte, I bet. Yeah, a lot of people also pronounce it as David. So at least as you got Dan right, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> See, up here in upstate in Utica, we drop the vowels. We're famous for dropping vowels around yeah, here. So we're about. I, I was in Utica recently. You guys are an interesting place. <laughs> oh, you were in Utica. Where? What for? What yeah, for the UFC fights. I, I I work for the UFC sometimes covering fights, and I was up. My buddy was headlining the card, so I was there. Oh, man, that would have been great to have you come right in the studio. Yeah, that would have been cool. That was a big turnout, yeah. though, for uh, for the UFC. It was uh, back in June, June the 1st, it was. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. I went to Applebee's before the fights, and a guy at the bar with one arm told me that any state could be an open carry state if you don't care about the laws. <laughs> and then he just left as if he changed my life with that information. <laughs> no doubt. The weird thing but, but, is, Dan, that there's a guy like that in every Applebee's in upstate New York. I was going to say, it's kind of funny that it came from yeah. an unarmed man. <laughs> <laughs> 
No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I wish we knew you then, man. We would have took you out and shown you around and instead of bringing you to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Applebee's. I covered the fights, which people don't realize is a very long process, and then I drove right back to the Jersey Shore that same night. Wow. I was so disoriented on the drive that I convinced myself there was a deer jumping over my car <laughs> while I was driving home. Well, if you are coming from Utica, it probably was a deer jumping over your car. <laughs> Utica. Yeah, it's funny because even in my part of Jersey, we have a lot of deer. And, like, I'll bring friends from the city to my house. They're like, what is that? I'm like, you've really never seen a deer before? <laughs> I feel like Utica is the only city where the deer actually mingle with the population. <laughs> yeah. They really oh, yeah. do. You can, you'll find <laughs> deer walking down the street. Yeah, it's, it's big weird. time. Yeah. Selling crack. It's weird. Yeah, I was in front of my house the other day on the phone, and I looked up, and just standing right in front of me was a deer. Oh my and God. we both screamed at the same time. <laughs> It was so scary. I'd never seen one that close to my face. He was almost surprised that I was scared. <laughs> That's nice. Do you have any um, events coming up anytime soon? Any kind of stand-up routines that you're doing? Uh, well, I have my entire tour, my 2018 tour coming up, August 30th to September 25th, 25 different cities, and I think two days off, one day off. Oh, awesome. And where's that bringing you to? All the way out to the West Coast and back? or? Uh, uh, no, mostly southern, a uh, little Midwest. I think 14 or 15 different states. Now, is this a package with a bunch of other comedians? or? Uh, I'll bring two of my friends to open for me. My buddy Adam Gable and Michael Terry, they'll be opening for me on this tour. I always bring two different openers every tour. Uh, they'll be with me on this one. And uh, it's, by the end of the tour, I'll decide if I'm where or when I'm going to tape my new hour. Why not? Right, I cool. You I also basically use these scores to decide which material I'm going to take to a taping or an album recording or whatnot. You also do a couple podcasts, correct? Yeah, I, I run a mixed martial arts comedy podcast for uh, a popular uh, mixed martial arts website called Middle Easy. Uh, it's called the Fight Fist Podcast. And then I have one that's very specific for my fan base and the people who support me called Breaking the Fourth Wall, which is all about kind of just. No walls up. I answer a ton of fan questions. I talk about real honest shit. Just because I feel like so many comedians like to have this weird wall up between them and the people who follow them. And there's really no difference between any of us, minus that I'm just the one telling the jokes. It's true. Yeah. Most of my fans are doing much better than I am financially. So <laughs> that's why there needs to be like this allure of uh, the show business allure between us all. I know that feeling, pal, all too well. <laughs> all too well. So uh, usually when I get into stories and, and, and talk to guests and stuff like that, I like to hear good stories from some of our guests. So you got a good – give me a good pinch me moment. Pinch me. I can't believe my career has bought, brought me to this moment right now. Oh, uh, I would say the, the – so the first week I got into the Comedy Cellar uh, – I, you know, I stayed by myself, and they had the table, which is legendary, and I kind of was hesitant. And then the next week, I brought my girlfriend with me, uh, now ex-girlfriend, and we sat down to have dinner, and it was just me, her, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. eating dinner together at the Comedy Cellar table. And for me, that was a really cool moment, because not only was it cool for me, but I saw how much fun she wasn't having, and I knew we were going to break up. <laughs> and we broke up the next week. <laughs> Yeah, if she can't mingle with some of your favorite people, then out you go, right? She told me we don't do enough exciting things, and I was like, you ate dinner with 
Chris Rock. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? At the legitimate same table as him. Who are you to say we don't do anything interesting enough? <laughs> what was that conversation like between you, uh, you guys, with Louie and Chris Rock? Uh, it was basically I was I was talking to her about how I had just done a, a, a theater in Chicago and only sold like twenty tickets. <laughs> and Chris Rock was like, "Hey, don't worry, man. We've all been there." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure you haven't been there in a long time." <laughs> and then uh, it was my favorite little moment because that that table at the Comedy Cellar is in the back of the restaurant above the comedy club. Uh-huh. So essentially, the comedians it's like a zoo where people watch the comedians because they all know that's the table for the comics and. This woman walked up and she went to Louie and Chris Rock and she said, Hey, have you guys ever thought about playing uh, Zanies in Chicago? <laughs> and they were like, they were like, no offense, Miss, but that's at a hundred seat venue. I mean, we do like 10,000 seaters. <laughs> Let's shut her up quick. It's, people have no understanding like, of what stand-up is and how big people are. Yeah, no doubt. Those guys do HBO specials, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, yeah, I mean, Zany's Don't Get Me Wrong is a great club. I love working it, but that's also, you're talking to Louis C.K. and Chris Rock. Right. Well, that's the thing. They're like, obviously in Chicago theater if they're there. I don't think some people understand, like, how it works sometimes when you're doing stand up comedy because people think, like, oh, you're doing stand up comedy, so, oh, now you're at this level. And it's like, no, man, it's this huge stepping stone just to get to the next and next and next. And I think it's funny that that lady had no idea <laughs> when she was going yeah, up to those. People have no oh. idea about stand. Yeah. Even like my own family has. I mean, outside of my parents, like my cousins and uncles, they have no fucking idea what goes on. <laughs> it's like asking the Rolling it's Stones like, to play like a bar. Yeah, if you're not famous, they just assume things are going really bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. You know, in the middle for a person to understand who's not in the business, which is frustrating. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Do you ever hate when someone's like, oh, so how's your little comedy thing doing? <laughs> yeah, or like, oh, how, how are the skits going? I'm like, please leave before I hit you. <laughs> we get that a lot with the podcasting. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're doing it out of your basement, right? You're like, no. No, we actually have a real studio, and, and like it's, it's a thing now. It's a, I love when people say that to us. How's your little podcast going? Yeah, your podcast <laughs> yeah. thing. The only thing little is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or when people are like, like, when you tell them like the numbers of how many people listen to your podcast, and they're like, oh, that's it? I'm like, when has five people ever listened to anything you have done? Yeah. <laughs> or, so or the best is trying to explain to people what an actual podcast is. Oh my god! So it's yeah, like, oh, you're not doing you're, you're not doing what Howard Stern's doing. Oh, I can't take it serious. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then then they, really, well, really. around here they always want to know what dial, what what station are you on because they don't grasp the concept right. of what a podcast is. It's right. like it's not a station. It's not a dial. Right. It's on the internet. Right. You, know, you, you have to tell someone to download something. Like, oh, I'm not going to listen to it. Right, right. <laughs> right. Like it's such a hassle to go to the iTunes store and then hit download. Right. Yes, people always want to support you until that support requires just clicking a fucking button. <laughs> so true. Yeah, man. Giving you the bell on that one. So true. So damn true. Everybody wants to be spoon-fed everything, too. you got to kind of pretty much bury their nose. Here, here's my phone. Here's the app. Bury your freaking nose right into it. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. what I'll do after shows now, if it's like a lot of times I do meet and greets with audiences. If they come up to me, they're like, where can I find you on social media? Do you have a podcast? I take the phone out of their hands, I follow myself on social media, and subscribe to my podcast from their phone. <laughs> because people literally need to be spoon-fed. They, they won't do it. They could ask for a business card, they'll buy your album, but they'll go home and never look at it again. Right. Yep. Right. 
It's so true. It, that's how it is playing music, too. My background is music and playing in bands for many years. And it's the same thing. you got to spoon-feed people. But I love that idea of taking their phone away from them and just doing it yourself. I, I yeah. sign them into Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I'm going to take that one from you, Dan. Definitely. Gonna yeah, I, I saw that from someone as well. So. All right, good. And we'll pass that around. I thought he had that show, and I was like, "Is that how you have like twenty thousand Instagram fans?" He's like, "Yeah, I just do it from their phone, and most of them never unfollow me." Wow. I was like, "You follow them back?" He's like, "No," and they don't remember that I followed them from my phone. So they don't even realize they follow me. <laughs> Do you have a heavy drinking crowd when you perform? It's really a mix. Uh, I would say, you know, usually half alcoholics and half potheads because I'm half of both. Yeah, nice. same here. Well, no, I mean, my, my show on the road is definitely, I try to make it as much of a party vibe as possible. I'm definitely a party comic. Uh, you know, like, I, I take pictures of everyone after I meet with everyone. There's never, there's very rarely a show where I go right from the stage to the green room and don't come out. Oh, I see you great. like to mingle afterwards. That's important to mingle and, and yeah. shake hands and kiss babies yeah. and politic a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I drink the drinks they buy me. I do the drugs they give me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chris Farley method. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh-oh. We just lost him. <laughs> I think oh, he man. just dropped out or something. Well, I think he must have hit a button. He was like, I'm done with these guys. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened. There he is again. Uh, all right. That's okay. <laughs> Did I uh, lose you here? Where are you? I, uh, where are you, Dan? I don't even see you. I, I There he goes. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. Well, there. now I see all four of us. Now, yeah, now we see the four of us, but not the... That's so weird, isn't it? This is it a, literally just it made a noise and then it turned off. It must not like us. I don't know. Where is it? What the heck happened? There you are. I see you over here. <laughs> So what, oh, got you, what got you uh, interested in doing an MMA podcast? Uh, growing up, my dad was always into boxing. He used to be a sparring partner with a few uh, boxers. And uh, I took a liking to the, to the sport. I've been an MMA fan as long as I can remember, but I was always a baseball player. And then uh, I played ball in college, and I got hurt. And uh, in that process of coming back from the surgery, I started taking up Muay Thai and whatnot. So it just grew the interest in it. All right on. Who's your Who's your baseball team? Uh, unfortunately, the Mets. The Mets. They just yeah. Made, they just made a big trade, getting rid of Familia. Yeah, I mean that was. I'm okay with that since he was a wife beater and. Yeah. But and, he was a very good pitcher. No, he was blowing saves left and right this year. Yeah, he was always tough to watch, but he still somehow got the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely tough to watch. That's Who, for damn sure. Who's your favorite fighter? Oh, I mean, that list, it's, it's weird because, you know, now that I work in that world, so many of them have become friends of mine, which I thought would be cool, but watching your friends get knocked out is, is far from cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the Utica card, my, my, my best friend in MMA is Jimmy Rivera, and he was the headliner of that card, and he got knocked out in 28 seconds. Yeah. And then the next day, he was like, dude, how come you didn't come back to my room? I was like, you got knocked out in 28 seconds. I wasn't going to text you. <laughs> Jimmy's probably my favorite just because of the relationship we have, but I'm a huge fan of the new double champ, Daniel Cormier. I've been a huge Cormier fan for a long time. Yeah, nice. A badass. We have our local guy up here. Well, he's not in uh, the UFC right now, but he's trying to get back get into back it, in. and that's Matt Hamill. 
Matt Hamill, yeah. Yeah, Matt Hamill's a, a local guy here in, in upstate New York, in Utica. And, and of course, John Jones, he's from up around uh, does Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill fights in the Professional Fighters League, right? The PFL? Yes. I think I saw one of his recent fights at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, he's uh, he was trying to get on that bill for the um, on the, the Utica fight, but they just wouldn't let him get in. Yeah, weird. I don't know if we're talking about the same guy, but it, when I was covering the fights at the PFL at Madison Square Garden, a big guy named Matt Hamill, I think, yelled at all of the press and told us to go fuck ourselves. No, definitely not. That's Matt Hamill was one of the nicest, sincere uh, dudes in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah it was funny because it was like the last fight on the card, and this guy was like, all you press, go fuck yourselves, write me off. And we all were literally like, dude, none of us know who you are. <laughs> we, we haven't written an article about you because we don't know who you are. Actually, there's a movie writ, uh, made by about Matt Hamill called The Deaf Fighter. He's he's yeah, deaf. definitely not him. This yeah. guy was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt is hands on one of the greatest dudes. Like you see, you go to the bank and you talk to all the tellers. You know, like just a hands on great, great guy. So no, that definitely not Matt. Yeah, and of course John Jones is from Bing the Binghamton area. He's oh nice the, the whole Jones family. Actually, Matt Hamill is the only one to get a win on John Jones. He, he got by, def by default, default. He got disqualified. Illegal elbow. Illegal yep. elbow. Yeah, yeah. That was a bunch of years ago now. Yeah, man. Yep. Shit yeah, that was many cocaine incidents ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to go back. You're talking about how you like to hang out with the fans and all your people afterwards. What is the strangest gift one of your fans has brought you to a show? Uh, a cuckold offer. Really? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few of those where the husband and wife come up yeah. to me after, and the husband asks if I can sleep with his wife while he watches. Yeah, <laughs> and so do you. I've had that on three separate occasions, and I've said no to all three. <laughs> Was she just not pretty? Yeah, I mean, in all three scenarios, I kind of found the husband more attractive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Why he's like, yo, dude, can you bang her?" <laughs> I don't want to do it's it. like, how about she watches? That's funny. Uh, as far as gifts, I mean, I don't really get many gags. Every now and then, you know, people bring me edibles and joints. And just sometimes people give you money or. Just a sack of weed. Nice. What do you like, sativas or indicas? Uh, I'm a downer of a man, so. Indica. Yeah, I like to go to bed with my weed. <laughs> do you snuggle with it? Yep, I snuggle with my big sack of edibles. And <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your preferred uh, method? Do you like uh, vape, smoke, edibles? Uh, I I uh, do the pen, the G pen with the waxes and oils more than anything now. Just because it's so much more discreet. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I have edibles a lot. I like to eat my marijuana, even though I've I very rarely have had an edible that tastes good. Oh, I have. <laughs> I have a guy here in New York who makes Starburst, which are fantastic. He really? boils them down to liquid form and then puts the THC in, and then uh, brings them back and rewraps them in their packaging. Oh, wow! Sounds I want to try those. Eddie, uh... Yeah. yeah. He's like the best of the best, and we're so lucky because he's like a massive dealer in New York, but he loves comics, so he just gives comedians free drugs all the time. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, Chappelle actually hired him to come on tour with him and make him edibles. No shit. <laughs> no I thought being a touring comic was cool until I realized you could be a touring drug dealer. <laughs> Way more money. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much cooler. You don't have to do any work. <laughs> well, that's how the hippies survive. I can get following the Grateful Dead all the all those years, right? 
Oh yeah, I, I have. I've been a visitor of many fish concerts, so yes. I, I've seen it firsthand. Me too, my friend. I've been to a bunch, a lot of them, and and there's nothing like it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I did a show recently in Woodstock, and I had the vibe that the entire crowd there were like the people that were too poor to buy tickets outside of the concert to go back home and just stayed there. Really? They were just really old hippies, the whole crowd. <laughs> Woodstock, that's an interesting community, that's for sure. You, you feel like yeah, you I go, did really bad. It's like it was you, my worst set of the year, I think. <laughs> it's almost like traveling back in time when you go to Woodstock, and everything just still feels like 1960 in there, town. Yeah, it was a show at a place called The Lodge, and it was just like really weird cabins with one centralized restaurant. And uh, it, and the whole audience looked like people who would live in cabins, so I thought I'd be good, but I wasn't. <laughs> They're probably like, when's a band going, man? Yeah, they really did not like me. They were like, why is this young kid yelling at us? <laughs> like one woman I remember in the crowd couldn't fathom that I was 23 years old, and she just kept yelling out, you're not. And I was like, do you need to see my ID? I don't understand how we're going to resolve this. <laughs> what did you do? I just showed her my idea. I do that so often. There are times where people in the crowd literally think I'm lying about my age. I'm like, no, I, there's such a thing as looking bad for your age. <laughs> so did you hit a ton of open mics before you started auditioning at clubs? No, I was, uh, I'm a very, uh, uh, I, I'm like uh, very stubborn. So I remember I did my first mic in the city and someone came up to me after and they were like, if you want to be a professional, you have to do like six of these a night just to get better. And then I looked that person in the eyes and I said, watch me do this without ever doing another mic. Wow. And uh, I, have, I haven't done a mic since then, I don't think. Wow. What because I went, but I mean, I did it, it's not like I, I got lucky. I mean, I went right into barking. So, you know, 18 right. years old, I was sitting in Times Square all day selling tickets to a comedy club. Sure. And then I would go to a bar show at night and then bark the crowd into different bar shows. Yeah. And that's how I started getting stage time right away. Right, right. You know, you and that, that was probably the most miserable year and a half of my life. <laughs> yeah, I hear barking's a pain in the ass. No, yeah, barking I didn't mind so much as the t selling tickets. So, I mean, from 7 to 7 every day, I was in Times Square right. having to sell tickets to tourists. Right. The most I ever sold in a day was two tickets, and that was to one couple. <laughs> now, do you get a percentage of that when you, when you do that? You're supposed to. I didn't. You, you didn't? And they, the club was like, we'll give you a spot every night. And I was like, oh, my God, that totally beats real money. <laughs> and how long they would let you perform, like five minutes or so? Five minutes every night on the check spot, so no one would listen anyway. Yeah, wow. But that's how, that's how, I, got, uh, that's how I got much better very quickly was because when, you, when you're doing check spots every night, you really learn how to connect with the crowd because if you don't connect right away, you're going to have a five minutes of silence. I was, just, I, was just, I, I was just going to do it. I just was going to stay quiet for five minutes and see what happens. <laughs> Which is I would have been hard. okay with that. <laughs> Which is very hard to do around here. Yeah. None of us could stay quiet no. for five minutes. That's no. for damn sure. No, I legitimately don't think I'd be able to do that. No, I don't think so either. Do you ever get confused for Action Bronson? Every day, at least ten times a day. When I'm in the city, people scream action at me all the time. Are you serious? I was gonna say we hung out before at the comedy cellar, and he was shirtless, and he was clearly a hundred pounds heavier than I was. I was gonna say he's he's a little bit bigger than you, man. He's definitely bigger than you. Yeah. 
But yeah, we get mistaken quite a bit, especially like when I get really mad. That's when like my Jersey accent kicks in, so I start to sound like him more. <laughs> Even though he's a New Yorker, an angry New Yorker, and an angry New Jersey, and sounds very similar. Yeah, there's really no difference. You actually got to hang out with him, you said? Yeah, he was at the cellar one night uh, walking around shirtless, and then the bouncer <laughs> tapped him on the shoulder and said, Dan, put your shirt back on. And then he turned around and he was like, oh, you're not Dan. <laughs> oh, my God. So this was a dumb mistake because I've never once been bald in my life. <laughs> I was also going to say, you got a, a doppelganger. You know Zach Deputy? He's a popular musician that travels around the country a lot. You, you guys look a lot alike. I do not. You have very similar features. I also face. am Chris Pratt before he lost the weight. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I'm season three Parks and Rec Chris Pratt. <laughs> nice. Is there anything you're binge-watching these days? I watch The Office every single night for the past many years of my life. Yes, yes. It's very peaceful to me. Uh, I've been I've been watching this new show, uh, Cold Justice, on Netflix. Have any of you watched this? No. no. It's fucking hysterical. It's shot so miserably, but it's really fun because what they do is they take two female retired detectives and they send them into very small southern rural towns to solve a cold case murder that the detectives were never able to solve. But since it's such like a small southern town, there's like four cops on the payroll. Oh my God. And they get pissed off right away. They're like, because the woman walk in, they're like, you guys ready for the professionals? <laughs> and then like the one cop is like, listen, don't be a dick. It was either this or Quiznos, so I picked being a cop. And, <laughs> and like it's really fun because they're very southern towns and they try to really liberal it up for Netflix. But, like, a lot of their bigotry is still lathered in there. Like, uh, they open up a cold case about a gay guy who was murdered, and they had to re-interview his boyfriend as a suspect. And uh, his boyfriend opened his mouth, and right away the detective was like, oh, this guy can't kill a fucking butterfly. We're out of here. And then they just, they just dismissed him as a suspect because he still talked gay. Oh, my God. I'm really having so much fun with this show. That's <laughs> it's called. And like it? half the times, they don't even solve the fucking murder. <laughs> it's called Which, cold, cold Justice. You said. Yeah, most of the times it's just cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rarely justice. That's great. And it's like an hour and fifteen minute episode. So the last one, I was like, "Oh man, this is brutal." And it's like, no one was arrested for the murder. And I was like, "Really? <laughs> You're gonna put that on Netflix? You didn't even solve it." Sounds like finding Bigfoot. You know, you know it's never going to get solved. Right, right. I love Bigfoot. It's the Scientology of animals. It's true. It is. You ever get confused with Bigfoot? Or <laughs> 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 <We're> Scientologist. <laughs> nice man. What else besides tour, man? What else you got going on? I feel like you're really, really busy these days. Oh God! I mean, I have. Uh, there's a lot of unconfirmed things. I actually, have a meeting today. I wrote a card game, a, a stoner-based card game. I've, a lot of people don't realize that comedians are utilized in a lot of different avenues. I mean, I've written board games, card games. Uh, that game where the punching bag comes down and you punch it and it calls you like a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wrote most of those lines that it yells at you. <laughs> and uh, the new one is a stoner-based card game, so we're, we're actually, we pitched that, and the people liked it, so we have to have a final meeting today. Uh, I'm hoping to land a book deal for the tour I have coming up. I want to write a book that's half road journal, and then half details how a comic's uh, mental stability either strengthens or deteriorates over a 25-city tour. And then uh, I have a... Uh, 
really big project coming out next year that I can't really announce yet, but it's going to be my acting debut. Very cool. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, so it's, it's the busiest I've ever been, but I like it because the less downtime is great. You know, I wake up every day at usually 11 or 12, and then I, that usually gives me no downtime. I just work until I go into the city and do shows, and then that's usually my downtime is because, you know, you do 10-minute sets in between hanging out for an hour, and then it just repeats the next day. And that's the way I like it. I don't really like too much downtime. You're talking about this card game. You said stoner card game. Do you have to smoke while playing this game? Uh, you don't have to. I mean, I think that's going to be part of the presentation of it just because marijuana is at an all-time high level of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the right time to market a marijuana card game. Uh, it's, but it's not going to be like... It's basically like Cards Against Humanity meets charades where you have to actually act out the cards which I think is what that game was missing because it'll make it so much funnier. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. How is the laws with uh, marijuana right now in New Jersey? Are they where we are here in New York? Or? I'm not sure. I know, like, I don't think you could really get arrested for smoking a joint in public anymore. I think you just get a ticket for it. I'm not sure. I mean, I've been arrested in Jersey for weed before. That must have been years ago, though, right? Yeah, I was uh, in high school. I got caught dealing marijuana. Uh Happens to the best. Now, dealing's a strong word for what I did. It was my first day on the job, and I did not <laughs> succeed. I never even made it to the first deal. <laughs> so you didn't really have a successful drug dealing career, no. huh? And it was karma. I mean, I was just taking dime bags and putting them in twenty dollar bags, dub bags, and then selling them to the younger students of the school. <laughs> so I guess it was karma being like, you know what? You're not even an honest drug dealer. You're done. Add, add some oregano to it. You're good. There you go. Yeah, it was uh, it was the Lamort concoction, but uh, it it was it was not meant to be. As the cops had a different idea for when I ran a red light and had weed in my car. Oh no! Just give it like a cool name, like Hot Pizza. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I think the laws are pretty lax here now, though. I mean, I smoke a ton of weed in my house, and my neighbor's a cop, and he never seems to care. Probably ask you for some. Right. Or you can ask him for some. It's funny. He's been my neighbor for ten years. I've never once said a word to him. <laughs> I've tried to say hello. He ignores me. He's a big, tall white dude. We call him Lurch. You right. Doesn't talk. I've come home at two in the morning and waved at him, and he just looks at me and walks into his house. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when he moved in, he had four kids, and he's down to like one or two now. <laughs> he's always doing something in the backyard at late hours. I wouldn't be surprised if those kids are way dead. It's like the Burbs. Remember the movie The Burbs? Yeah. I do not. Wow, with Tom wow. Hanks. You're a little younger. Yeah, yep. you got to see that. It was a while ago. That movie's from the 80s. I like bad movies. Bad movies? Yeah, like my favorite movie is Neighborhood Watch. That was a bad movie. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it didn't get enough love. That was a great it, right. cast. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that was a really funny movie. I, I, think, th I think you might like Burbs, though. I mean, because it's got Tom Hanks and uh, Corey uh, Feldman. So it's... Nice. It's old school. Kind of old bad. It's nice to watch a movie when both of the when one of the stars went in a good direction and one of them is Corey Feldman. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> do you uh, w if you go to watch a movie, do you ever pay attention to the Rotten Tomato score, or do you like I like the cast? I think it's funny. I'm just gonna watch it. I only pay attention to the Rotten Tomato score if I'm with someone and they're trying to convince me to watch the movie they want right. to watch. Right. Do you pay more? I'm like, oh, I got fifty percent. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> you pay more attention to Rotten. I want to watch it. I could care less what Rotten Tomatoes says. Right, right. I did just watch A Quiet Place, and that was fantastic. 
That was actually filmed like 15 minutes away from my house, that opening scene. Yeah. Little Falls, right? Really? Yeah, in Little Falls. Yeah. Yeah. Little Falls. I actually saw, uh, because John Krasinski and Emily Blunt were taking pictures with everyone on the side as they were filming. So I got home from work late, and they were ending filming like at 7.30. It was like 7.15. And I asked my buddy, do you want to go? Let's go like see John Krasinski. So we get there, and everyone's leaving. I see John Krasinski and Emily Blunt get in the back of, get in a car, and I only see the back of their heads. I'm like, John, it's my, you don't know me, never mind. And I just walked away. Is even the back of his head attractive? I'd assume it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It's very well put together. The back of his I, head well, I mean, I really wish they casted Jenna Fisher in that, but it's okay. <laughs> it would have been fun <laughs> having a Jim and Pam, like, future zombie apocalypse movie. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. How was Quiet Place? I got to see it. Is it a good movie? It was decent. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. But plus, I liked it because no one talks during it, and I, that's how I like humans the most. <laughs> no doubt. I hear that, brother. <laughs> Just nice, quiet times. Yeah. It was fun to see in the theater because we uh, w- went to a packed theater here in Utica, and it was cool because when uh, Little Falls came on the screen, everybody in the theater was whispering, oh, there's Little Falls. There it is. There's the street. <laughs> like That was really cool. And well, one thing you shouldn't do is eat peanut M and M's while you're watching that movie in a theater because peanuts don't melt, and you have to crunch those things. And then everyone's yeah. looking at you like, "Oh, that guy is eating peanut M and M's." Yeah, that movie was really good at letting you know which of your friends would die in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have, I would have been gone quick. The movie really just lets you know how loud and obnoxious you are. <laughs> I didn't say a single word, but I heard myself during that movie more than I ever heard John Krasinski. But I guess that's because he's not a 300-pound man who needs a, his lungs are clearly struggling to hang on. <laughs> oh, man. So you, earlier you mentioned you had dinner with Chris Rock and Louis C.K. You've hung out with Louis C.K. a bunch, right? Aren't you, do you have a good relationship? Uh, a couple of times, yeah. We, we, became, uh, we became somewhat close before the story broke. Uh, we actually hung out the night before that story broke. Really? And I was—I uh, remember leaving. I was like, I wonder why Louie was so nice to me tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the story came out, and I was like, oh, because he's going to need friends. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I love that guy, and I respect him quite a bit. Obviously, what he did was seedy and uh, not needed in this business. I don't really think there's a place for that in comedy. But I do think he should be allowed to come back eventually. Yeah, and absolutely. I think it will. I mean, if Pee Wee Herman could overcome some of that shit and, like, you know, I think after a while, people forget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people seem to have forgotten, and Jeremy Piven is headlining every comedy club across the country right now. <laughs> Do you not and like Jeremy I was Piven? accused of a lot worse things. <laughs> I heard a lot of people don't like Jeremy Piven. It's not, I don't know if I don't like him. I just It's so crazy when a... Comedy's this weird thing where if you start in comedy, it takes so long and so many hours of work to become a headliner. Whereas if you get famous outside of comedy right. and you decide you want to do comedy, you're a headliner right away. Because right, right. as much as bookers like to say they love talent and fostering growth, they love nothing more than asses in the seats. Yeah, right. exactly. I feel the same and, way with musicians, too. It's the same way. Like If you're an actor and then you want to do a band like Kevin Bacon, you're going to sell out. You're going to become a headliner. Kevin Costner's another one. Yeah, uh, Johnny yeah. Depp. Yeah. You, know, they, you automatically become a headliner. Yeah, and, and it's weird because a lot of those guys, when I see them, they don't maintain their fan base. Like Screech from uh, yeah, whatever yeah. horseshit show he was on. Dustin Diamond. 
I don't know why I called that show was much better than he was. Um, right. Yeah, he he tried being a stand up and still does. And I mean, he headlines the occasional big room, and I'm kind of just like, why are you guys still letting this guy do this? Right, right. I'm pretty sure he stabbed a man and went to jail for a while. Yeah, yeah that's true. And then he made a porno. He made a porno yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, it was a solo porn. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. just him jerking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Out. I think it was in a tub at one point. It's called Skeech. <laughs> now dan do you remember it's like, funny because his life went exactly as you'd picture it's like a <laughs> show. I'm like, oh my god this kid's gonna turn out so fucked up and he did <laughs> now dan do you remember uh a, a specific time where a comedian you've admired uh gave you a, a like a solid piece of advice yeah, so the night I auditioned at the Comedy Cellar, uh, Tracy Morgan is somewhat of a friend of mine, and he was there that night when I was auditioning. And Tracy usually rambles and doesn't make much sense. But every now and then he drops like a really cool piece of advice where we were sitting at the table, and he pulled me aside. He was like, you ready for tonight? And I was like, yeah, I'm going up in a couple minutes. He's like, this club separates the boys from the men, so it's time to decide if you're ready to be a man. Wow. I was like, damn, Tracy, I didn't know you were going to say something motivational. <laughs> and then he went right back to being like, who am I going to get pregnant? <laughs> and the flip side but, of yeah, that. Was, uh, that was a cool moment for me because I was like, he, he, he clearly has the faith in me to do this if he's pulling me aside and talking to me. Sure. Nice. And then uh, one of my favorite comics and someone who's not really nationally famous but is a comedy seller legend is a comic by the name of Greer Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, Greer might be the funniest person uh, working in stand-up, whereas before he even opens his mouth, the crowd is laughing. He just has this energy about him. Right. But anyway, there was uh, the first night of the cellar, so this was after the audition. I told him I was nervous, and he was like, don't worry, nobody's going to watch you. Everyone knows it's your first set. They know what it's like. So then I they call my name, I go on stage, and in the, you could very clearly see the hallway. And in the hallway, Greer Barnes was standing there with his arms crossed watching me. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, shit. And then first joke landed, and I saw him hunched over laughing. Awesome. And then I got off stage, and uh, he shook my hand and hugged me, and he was like, welcome to the family. Nice. Wow. And, uh, I don't work there much anymore, so it, his, his, his sentiment was fleeting. But it was still <laughs> a very nice moment to hear him say that. Yeah. On, on the flip side, have you ever met somebody that you had like a you were a fan of, and they say never meet your heroes, and like they turned out to be a real dick? Uh, yeah, you meet plenty of those guys, but you don't want to throw them under the bus. <laughs> Smart. There's plenty of people in this business who are assholes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's never to other comics, usually. It's usually to waitstaffs. Like, you'll be like, oh, this is a cool person. I'm glad he turned out well. And then he, like, slaps a waitress's ass. And you're like, well, that was not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. That was Wanda Sykes, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was Roseanne. <laughs> Keep piling on her. Let her take the ball for everything. Exactly. <laughs> What's your favorite room you've played, Dan? That just has good energy. You walk in, you can just feel the funny. Uh, I would say in the city, it's probably the Comedy Cellar, or there's a little bar called the Grizzly Pear, which is actually down the street from the Comedy Cellar, which is a dive bar that in the back has about a 60-seat uh, showroom. And that's never a place where the energy is great, but it's a place where if you're a good comic and you know how to work the room, you could really stand out there because it's 
it's not very conducive to stand up that place. Right. But as, as far as the road goes, I love Zanies in Chicago. The energy there is always insane. Nice. Uh, there's a club in Detroit called Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, which is also one of the best clubs in the world. Just every now and then you go on the road and uh, you work at a club where everyone there knows what's going on and knows stand-up and knows how to work the business well, which is always nice because you'd be surprised how many places treat comics like shit. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a town out there? Earlier you reverted to talking about uh, your fans giving you weed or anything like that. Is there one specific town that comes to mind that is always giving to you every time you perform there? Uh, Detroit I do well in. Chicago I do well in. Atlanta I do well in. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. I've grown a little bit of a fan base there. Uh, The one that always stood out to me was I remember I did a tour in 2016 called the Young Guns of Comedy Tour and I I brought two other young comics to open for me, both of who are very successful right now. And uh, I remember we were doing a theater called the, the Tally Ho Theater in Leesburg, Virginia. It was opening night of the tour. It was our only big theater. And we got there, and I the, it was a, we were I was 20 years old. We were all young, and I asked the booker. I was like, we sell a good amount of tickets tonight? Because I didn't know what to expect. And he was like, yeah, we're doing pretty well. I was like, what do we got, like 50, 60? He's like, we're at 450 pre-sales. Wow. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, come out to the green room and look. And we looked, and there was like a line around the block to get into the venue. Wow. wow. And uh, we ended up selling out that theater, and then the next year I was like, let's do this shit again. Clearly, Leesburg loves me. And he's like, oh, we've decided not to do stand-up anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Is that big Howie Day comeback really what your venue needs? <laughs> It's funny because I was there the week after Howie Day and we sold out and he didn't. And then I tweeted at him, even the best fall down sometimes. <laughs> and then he blocked me and the tweet no longer exists. Oh, man. Howie Day. I don't think Howie Day ever got a reference on this show ever. So, <laughs> no. yeah. I don't know. I couldn't. If you asked me to name one song outside of Collide, I would have no idea. Right. Same here. It was like him, then it was me, then it was the kid who sings I Want Candy. <laughs> and it's a shame because I was like why don't you guys want to do stand up anymore they're like we just don't want to set up the seats I was like yeah but we sold out a theater and he was like I'm sorry man wow wow, wow. seems lazy and yeah I mean we all he made so much money that night because I was so dumb that I was like let's just work for a $500 guarantee because right. he offered 80% of the door oh wow Oh. Geez. and I was like there's no way we're going to sell this out it's $25 tickets so you figure 450 500 tickets at $25 a pop. I would have made a lot more than 500 bucks that night. Yeah, no wow. doubt. No doubt. Have you ever performed in front of bands before? No, there was once an offer for me to go on the road with, uh, what's that band? Uh, Bam Margera's uh, CKY. No yeah. shit, really? Someone was trying to book us on a run of shows together, but for some reason it never went through. I know. Been that would have been awesome. I'm like a huge Jackass fan, so work with those guys would have been so cool. Dan, do you think they're going to come out with another movie? Because I saw Steve-O with Johnny Knoxville, and they were filming something with the Jackass crew, but they were like weren't quite saying what it was yet. Uh, well, they, they have that new movie coming out about Action Park. That's right. That's right. Wait, Action uh, Park in New Jersey? Yeah, they're doing a movie about it, and Knoxville was the creator, and a lot of the stunts are the Jackass guys actually hurting themselves. Right, right. But I'm trying to bring back an online web series called Fat Ass. <laughs> just, just all fat guys doing stunts. Like my, I have two different names that I go under called Ham Margera, 
<laughs> but my go-to is Ryan Tun. <laughs> and like every now and then I'll post a video of like me eating shit on a pool float, like going into a pool or some shit. Now, have you ever had I bought like- a taser to tase myself with, but I'm not ready to go to that level yet. Has Johnny Knoxville or Bam Margera ever reached out to you? No, I've tried getting Bam Margera on my podcast, but it's been a long run of just sending emails to different people. Right. I would love to get any of them on my podcast, but no, it would be a dream to meet those guys. I, I, not only was I a fan of them then, I still am now. Oh yeah, for sure. I and remember- when I get high, I watch Jackass all the time. It's one of the some of the best gut wrenching laughs that I've ever had in my life. It's the has been what best. these guys do. Yeah, yeah. I remember a lot of Friday nights in high school, going home, watching MTV. Wow. Watching Jackass. That's what you did Friday yeah, nights in high school. Yeah, this was like, hmm, should I hurt myself tonight? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go viral. <laughs> I don't want you to think I didn't go out during high school, the junior, senior year. I don't think you did that was at all. The, no, that was my time. Okay. I didn't at all. But, See, you know. I grew up in the 90s. Going viral meant something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That means you go to the doctors yeah. and get yourself checked out. <laughs> yeah, the closest I've gone to going viral is chlamydia. <laughs> Fun fact, twice from the same girl. Booyah. Oh. <laughs> Damn, you better carry around some penicillin. Yeah. Yep. As they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't teach it to wear a condom. <laughs> Dan, what kind of music are you listening to these days? Oh, God. I mean, these days specifically, you've caught me in the run of what is my first ever stoned quarter-life crisis, which is a huge obsession with opera. Really? really? I've discovered Pavarotti, and I can't stop listening to this man. Pavarotti? It, he is so good <laughs> and so dead. What a, so dead. An amazing voice and. Legend. You know what it is? It's there's something about watching a fat schlub with messy hair step up to a mic and just belt out like the nicest voice I've ever heard. Oh, like Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like this guy has a suit on, but everything else about him kind of discredits the suit. I just find him so fascinating. <laughs> Do you I listen to everything: rap, country music, classic rock. Uh, Every now and then. I like really sappy, like, rom-com type music. Like, like songs that you'd picture Freddie Prince Jr. dancing to in the 90s. <laughs> Do you drive I around? Love, like, hey there, Delilah. <laughs> like, just weird <laughs> shit like that. Are, are you driving around listening to Pavarotti? Yeah, and you feel like you just murdered someone. <laughs> like, like, when you're just driving and he's belting out the final notes of, like, a song, you're like, oh, man, everyone is definitely looking at me like I'm insane. It's like the f- the final scene of Godfather 3, right? Yeah, I'm like Crazy Joe Davola from Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, that's you don't blink. I got Oh, Dan, you're funny. Funny guy. Plug your website and every all your social medias and where they can find your podcast and all that. Uh, my website is www.danlamort.com. I do a very bad job of updating that, so don't get mad at me if there's dates up there from 2016. Uh, actually, no, I updated it recently. That's false. Uh, uh, my Twitter is at danlamort, same Instagram. Uh, my podcasts are on iTunes, Breaking the Fourth Wall, and the Middle Easy Fight Fist podcast. And on other places. I've submitted podcasts to so many different places that I have no idea who ha- who hosts them anymore. I hear that. It's uh, I, I thought podcasting would be fun. It, I don't know. I don't think it is. You don't think it's fun? 
I like this part of it. I like being guests on podcasts. Yeah. Producing two podcasts, I'm not a big fan of. Do you, do you find like a lot of people like cancel on you like guests like last minute and they just think oh it's just whatever it's just their podcast and they can just blow you off? Yeah, uh, especially because I bring on fighters and but I try to do my best. Uh, if I'm like interviewing a big fighter for the MMA podcast, what I do is since I just record on a Zoom H6, I just go to their gym. Uh, so I give them. I, I really try to make it as easy for them, especially if it's a fight. If it's a comic. I, I really leave it up in the air, but if it's a fighter, I do my best to go to their gym and get them on, so I give them no reason to cancel. But like, if it's a comedian, a lot of times they'll cancel last minute. Yeah, it happens. Don't you just hate comedians, Dan? I do. They're my <laughs> least favorite and favorite people all in one. <laughs> but I think that's because outside of my parents, which I don't even see every day, I mean comedians take up oh i haven't seen like my real life friends in so long right right like i live in the type of small town in jersey where everyone calls me hollywood but i've never once lived in hollywood <laughs> or even been to california for that matter That's funny. so you're like I really uh, my hometown is not a very supportive town <laughs> right on man well, I know you got important meetings to attend to in a little bit, so we don't want to keep you. But before we go, I always ask this question to the guests. I'm going to ask you too, Dan. Would you rather yes. be shady or sketchy? Would I rather be shady or sketchy? Yeah. I, I'm not aware of the differences. Okay, well, shady is... I think shady because sketchy applies more insanity. Yeah, I agree. Or like when you see like someone jonesing on the street, you're like, that's a sketchy dude. Whereas like the Unabomber was shady and he was a genius. Right. Sketchy is shady on drugs. Yeah. That's Agreed. Funny. So I pick shady. I'd like to be the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the bombs. I would prefer not to handle explosives. Yeah. I fly too much to do that. Well, Dale Lamore, thanks so much for joining us today, man. This has been a lot of fun. One more time, plug your website, social medias and all that. DanLamort.com, at DanLamort, D-A-N-L-A-M. Oh, wait, it's spelt on there. Okay, O-R-T-E. <laughs> nice, man. Well, good luck, and uh, best of luck to you in the future. And then when you get that big announcement that you were talking about earlier, come back on the podcast and promote it. Gladly, anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. It was Thank a lot you. of fun. Thank you so much, man. Nice talking to you. All right. Have Thank a good you. one. All right, that was cool, man. Dan Lamore, funny, funny guy. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hilarious. That was that was a lot of fun today. Uh, let's take a little break because we have a friend in the house with us. We're gonna be dancing. We're gonna teach you how to dance, Pledgy. I don't want to dance. No, you're learning how to dance today. Uh, you can do the cabbage patch. Yes, we're we're teaching you how to dance, and it's going down today. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna. You get, can you do the cabbage patch? What is the the the, the candy? I'll show you how to do no. it. No, I'll show you God. how to do it. I don't dance. You don't all dance. Right. No. Let's see where this takes us. <laughs> Which actually could be a lot of fun if you don't dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could be a, a, a great, grand old time there, Pelleggi. <laughs> I think we can have a lot of fun. So we're going to take a quick little break, and we're going to come back with Christina D'Amico from Dance Utica and talk about the great event that's happening this week. A lot of stuff going on this weekend, and she's part of that. Of, uh, there's so much to do in Utica, and I don't want to hear that there's nothing to do in Utica. Especially this weekend. Right, right there's so on. much going on. So we're going to talk to Christina in a little bit about that. And uh, you guys hang at TC Radio. You know what the hell you're listening to? 
It's EC Radio. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacquan Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacquan Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacquan Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today. You're listening to EC Radio on the Disruption Network. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. EC Radio. EC Radio might not be suitable. Attention listeners, EC Radio is not responsible for unwanted pregnancies, alcoholism, domestic situations, missing brain cells, amplified voices in your head, weakened bladders, bloodshot eyes, STDs, PTSDs, ADHD, HIV, ESPNs, CNNs, rapid head movements, and spontaneous human combustion. Like it loud, baby. Blowing out eardrums. Disruption Networks. We're back, baby. Gotta give some love to the sponsors. If you need legal help quick, you better call Nick. Call attorney Nick Pasolacqua and his team of associates today, 315-500-NICK. Or hit them up online, CNY Trial Also, big ups to our friends over at Saranac Brewery. Big show this weekend. Two big shows this weekend at the brewery. Friday night with Slightly Stupid, Pepper, Stick Figure. Bunch of reggae happening. And then on Saturday, take it back Sunday with the works. It's going to be a lot of great times. If you're a big fan of Take It Back Sunday, go check out our interview with uh, John Johnny Nolan joining us last week. Take It Back Sunday. We talked about his DJ career and a bunch of other things. You can find that on the game as well as you can find all our great content at the special. Also, got to give big ups to our friends over at the Catalyst Group and the Chamber of Commerce and Utica for the local barbecue that we attended yesterday. Yep. A lot of fun. Had Met a, a lot of cool time. people. Met a lot of cool people. And uh, big ups to Woodland Farm Brewery, man. That place is great. Yep. You I know what's kind of cool? When you interviewed um, the gentleman there from the, the cigar place? Yeah. I got a call like from a person in Florida. 
My friend's mom called me from Florida because she wanted his info to buy cigars. Oh, cool. I was cool. like, wow, that's pretty instant. <laughs> make sure make sure she tells him Absolutely. she heard it from the D, baby. She, heard it, she D. heard it from the D. Yes. Joining us in the studio right now, my friend Christina D'Amico from Dance Utica. Hello. You can move that. Get closer. Be comfortable. Get nice and close. And She was on Ease Beats and Biz last night. I apologize about that. <laughs> Sorry. Her fun crew. Sorry you had to deal with them. <laughs> you know. We're jamming out. Yeah, you're jamming out. Yep. Did you show many cool. dance moves? Uh, we talked about flossing, but uh, <laughs> we didn't get there. Because Gabe had something <laughs> in his teeth. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the biggest trend right now, the floss. All these kids are flossing. And oh, my God, yeah. How come I can't do it? I tried so many times, I can't do it. I've actually never tried. You've never tried? No. We were going to have to try. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pledge, have you flossed? Uh, what are we talking about? Our <laughs> <laughs> hygiene what? You notice how he got quiet <laughs> once you came on? He's just like, I'm not dancing. I, I got two left feet. I hate dancing. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, Why do you girl. hate it? I don't know. I'm just not. Do you I have a soul? Do. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, some women may uh, agree to disagree, but uh, no, not really. Maybe. At weddings, at weddings. Do I have some tequila in me? Right, well. And, you know. We got some Tito's over there. I mean, it's vodka, but, I mean, will that work? Oh. Tequila. I, I think we got to teach how to floss, man. I guess, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't learn how to floss, too. Dude, he's starting to sweat over here. <laughs> you know, at the taste. Of, when I was working at Taste of Syracuse, Rain Man, our good friend from mm-hmm. K-Rock, Rain Man's daughter was teaching him how to floss. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's telling me, this is the latest dance all the kids are doing. And, <laughs> and so he gets on the mic to introduce the band coming up. And he was like, anybody know how to do the floss? And right. all these kids started flossing. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know where, I don't know the background. I don't know the cultural history of the floss, but. It just all of a sudden popped right up right out of nowhere, yeah. right? Well, it's like, what's the, the kiki? What's happening right now? The, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the kiki. Right? What yeah. is I don't even kiki? understand what that is. Someone Me said either. that, and I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. I've like, seen it. Then, the, then they have the dab or whatever. The dab is, oh, is just a pose, though. The dab is just this. It's just a pose. It's not really a dance. Every year I was so confused. Yeah. I thought it was something else. But the dab to us is something else. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you got your big event coming up this weekend. I do. Dance with Utica. Yeah. Talk about it a little bit. Spread out, right? Yeah, three yeah. days. Three days. 27th, 28th, and 29th, okay. Friday through Sunday. There is a lot happening, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. a lot happening this weekend. Um, but it's happening at 171 Genesee Street, mm-hmm. which is Christine's Cookie Shop, Character Cafe, nice. that building. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's right above. We rented out the whole building. Oh, cool. Um, literally, it was shaking last year. <laughs> building. So this is the second annual? Yeah. Okay. Second time. Last year, it was two days, um, and it was awesome. I was like, you know, crapping my pants, like, oh, my God, no one's going to come. There's going to be, like, two people in class. And there were, like, 40 people in each class. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, holy wow. I didn't yeah. realize that was... So it was obviously something I think that was needed in the area. So, um, yeah, we bumped it up to three days. And there was a performance last year, and we added two performances this year. Now, it's all different dance, too, right? Yeah. Like, I know there's a Pilates class because my friend Aaron's teaching it, right? Yeah. And then there's other kind of dance. So you're doing, like, a hip-hop class as well? Yeah, there's everything. So um, I was was talking before, when you see Dance with Utica, I Uh think people, like, if you're not a dancer, I think sometimes I might disregard it and say, I'm not not a dancer, so I'm not even going to look at it. but it's open to everyone. You don't have to be a dancer because there are Pilates classes, yoga classes. There's, um, there are even some dance classes that I wouldn't even know how to do. Like there's belly dancing. 
I don't know how to belly dance. That would still be a challenge for me. There you go, Pelagi. You're going to belly dance. You have to have your shirt off. <laughs> There's too much hair to see the actual belly. So you'll never be completely so naked if you get too much hair. <laughs> <laughs> always, always be covered. The you'll always sweater. be covered. Yeah. Always but have there a sweater. Are. There's, uh, there's African dance and drumming with a live drummer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like djembe? Yeah. Congos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He has like, uh, he's like five drums um, that he brings in. He's out of Syracuse. Um, there's a hoop dance class. Can you know, wait, like go back to the drum. Who's coming from Syracuse? Boboti. Boboti. Out of Syracuse. Ooh. Bocheva has ah. a studio. Um, Just with that name alone, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. You know the drumming's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, he has a really thick French accent. Oh, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what are you saying? What'd you say? Um, but it's phenomenal. It, it, it's so good. He's been, he came last year and he came back um, to do like a community class that we had at uh, the parish at Broadway a couple months ago. Um, and it was awesome. He can cater to all different levels. So that one's definitely like another, I, I don't want to call it Zumba. He'd probably kill me if I called it Zumba. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of like that style and the fact that like he'll do a couple moves and then you repeat them and then he'll add on a couple more and you repeat them again until it ends up being, you know, a, like ten minute dance. So are they all the dances that you teach? Are they all like um, single person dancing, or is it like couples? Like, do you do like any ballroom? Yeah, or there's swing? This four. Yeah, um, good segue. There's four. <laughs> <laughs> there's four social dance classes. Um, we have uh, flamenco, samba, East Coast swing, and did I say bachata? Did I say that one? I don't think flamenco, I think flamenco, <laughs> bachata, yeah. East Coast swing. Samba? Oh, I can't even remember four things out of my head right now. <laughs> but anyways, there's four social dance forms. You don't have to have a partner. Okay. Um, they might pair you up. You know, they might, a lot of times, just because not a lot of gentlemen want to go to dance classes, right. so it might end up being like a female-female partner, um, but they'll designate who's going to be the lead and who's going to be the follow, and some stuff is done on your own anyway. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to have a partner to go to those. Actually, someone just messaged me yesterday, and they're just looking. They're, they have, like, um, some family coming into town. And she messaged me, and she's like, can we drop into this? I think it would be really fun to bring all the couples. I'm like, hell yeah, absolutely. That swing stuff is crazy. I remember that was yeah. big in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah, and is. just watching people, like, toss each other around, and, like, the way that I'm like, wow, this yeah. is nuts. It made a resurgence with all those swing bands, like yeah. uh, Big Poppin' Daddies, Cherry Poppin' Poppin Daddies, Daddies, and, and, and Zoot Zoot Riot. <laughs> yeah, Voodoo Daddy and those guys. <laughs> yeah. Some good stuff there, though. What Great you don't music. know is, like, in the early 2000s, the death rate at those places were really high. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, because they would like, swing them from place stat? to place, so they would forget to grab them, and they would just go out the window. No, it's a lot of broke swing. It's a whole different thing. There's a lot of swing an injury rate. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was gonna say a bunch of broken necks were going on. That's for sure. But the chain wall industry was great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, t now talk about now if you were a spectator, can you just come and hang out, or do you have to pay an admission? Or I don't have a specific price if you just want to come you just come and hang and watch yeah i mean you can i don't yeah. really care if you want to do that that's great but if you want to join the class yeah if you can join the class if you want to do drop in starts at 20 dollars. Mm -hmm. you can do one day two day or three day passes oh, or cool. like i said you can just come in and do a couple drop-ins um but as far as spectating we do have performances mm -hmm. so saturday at 7 p.m we have a performance and sunday at 5 p.m we have a performance okay um that's open you know same thing if you don't like to actually dance but you enjoy watching dance um we're gonna have a whole bunch of people performing as far we'll have a swing couple performing um we're having a the belly dancers doing a sword dance really Ooh. what's a sword dance? i'm not even quite sure honestly okay. but we're gonna just have a little <laughs> i know what a sword dance is what is it well back in the day we used to open up for uh, a burlesque show okay. back in the day <laughs> right. and there was this woman and she was called cherry poppins 
<laughs> I, I loved her. And she had this sexy dance where it was a balloon dress. She was wearing a balloon dress. Okay. And she'd bring out this gigantic sword, and she would pop the balloons as she was dancing real sexy. And, and all these balloons would pop till she was down to her pasties. Okay. And it, it was the most amazing. I could still visualize it in my head as I close my eyes and think about it. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, it was amazing. And I, I'm thinking maybe that's what sword dancing is. Well, hopefully she'll... Let me know if she's getting down to pasties yeah. before we get. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta connect um, you with Cherry Poppins. That would yeah, be fun. Sure. There was a burlesque um, act that was gonna perform. Unfortunately, it was just some health issues, but uh. um, maybe that's what her plan was. But but there'll be there'll be swing. There'll be a flamenco, and sh- this flamenco dancer, it's actually Dick Sani's wife, Laurel. Laurel Sani. Um, she's phenomenal. She goes to Spain like two to three times a year. Wow. And she's huge into flamenco and she's doing some like real what is cultural. Flamenco's, um, I'm going to, uh, you'll have to come to the class to find <laughs> out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's and done in, in like character shoes, high heel shoes. Usually has like the long dresses with the ruffles and they do a lot of like. Ah. Think Ricky Ricardo, but not. I got you. <laughs> a lot of like stomping yeah. and stuff, really like some dramatic. Yeah. So she's performing on. Um, I'm thinking of Three Saturday. Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> none of that. None of that. I'm excited yeah. to see her perform. I never have. Um, but yeah, we've got quite a variety, which is the, the purpose. Yeah. What made you come up with this concept? So a couple of years ago, uh, I got asked to go out and teach at my girlfriend's festival. She, hers was called the Dance Days of Buffalo. And I went to go teach a, like an injury prevention class. And I saw the way that she brought the Buffalo community together. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. So like, and I was talking to her. I was like, can I steal your concept and, and bring it to Utica? And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Roll with it. So that's really where the idea came from. It's just I went to another festival that was like this. And these festivals are all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just not in Utica. Right. Um, or, you know, you until go now. Until, until now. Exactly. Um, or if you want to go take like, you know, in any other area, really, if you, there's like studios where like Broadway Dance Center in New York City, you want to go take a class, you can go at pretty much any hour and take any class. So you can just have that available to you mm-hmm. is really what my goal is. So like if, if a guy's going to get married and he's got to dance at his wedding, be a great opportunity to check you guys out. For real. Yep. Yeah. One of those social dance classes would be great. Like even like the East Coast Swing, that's just... I explain it as like if you want to go to a wedding and like actually have maybe a couple moves, that'd be a great class to learn because you can actually learn how to partner and dance and dip your girlfriend, wife, whatever. <laughs> you don't teach like the polka? I don't. I, th- I feel like the polka like, could come back. I, you know, we we could talk to Fritz and there his polka band and see if we can muster up a... Some dance contestants, if you will. I don't know. Just go to like a church bazaar and you can probably find it. (laughs) 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 Polka, I wouldn't mind polka. I'm down for anything. Christine, I got to say, you did a great job putting that flash mob together at Flower Fest. And from what I'm hearing, that was the first time you did it? Yeah. That you pulled it off like you've been doing it for years. Thanks. I was having you a did. heart attack up until it. <laughs> Were you? It was hard to get everybody together, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of remember. Because no one, sorry, everyone, no one commits to anything. Right. That's true. You know or what? nobody can tell time. That's the other thing. Seriously. Uh-huh. Where are we going? Oh, well, wait. That was today? No, yeah, but oh, oh, yeah. They'll message me the next day. Oh, when's that thing? <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that. You pulled it off. It, you it, did a great job. It came out cool. Mm-hmm. Um, two more people have asked me to do it since then. <laughs> nice. I think it would be yeah, a cool that, little niche well, for Well, yeah, you. we were talking about yep. that. Absolutely. Um, but it did. It came out really cool. I just, you know, I think I got, like, 15 people 10 minutes before. That's awesome. 
So <laughs> that was a little. Fifteen minutes before, because people were just dropping out, not showing up. Yeah, well, I went to a couple classes um, to teach them. You know, let them know, hey, here's the date. If you're interested, like, put your name down. And of course, people did, and they showed up. But by the time, you know, the event rolls around, who can't do it? Who gets pulled this way in that direction? Yeah. So, yeah. dropped out a couple, but it ended up being, ended up being a good, a good time. It was cold. It was cold. Yeah. It was so cold that day. But that yeah. was an awesome event. It was. It was. That was really cool. So hopefully that continues. Yes. Hopefully it's nicer next year so people actually stick around and do some of the other events. It was one cold day of that whole week. It was. Yeah, you're right. It was bad. I like. Yeah, the next day was beautiful. Yeah, wasn't yep. it? absolutely gorgeous. Yep. yep. The whole week. But yeah, no, I thought you did a great job. You did Uptown Funk. Yep. And just seeing the mob of people, because I was on the stage and just watching everybody walking, and everybody was in bright colors. Yeah. And they were all walking over. And I knew what was going on. I was just going to say, yeah. But a lot of people didn't know what was going on. And you just look around, and some of the neighborhood people that weren't paying attention, all of a sudden paying attention. And you captured a lot of people's attention. Yeah. No, it it was cool, because I was walking through. I had to talk to you or Angela, whoever I was talking to before, and people were kind of, like, spread out, and there wasn't really, like, a focus at that point in time. Um, so then when we were dancing, I was noticing like everyone came and had their phones out and was videoing it. I'm like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. It could, it could be a little something. I think you got a little market for that. I've yeah. been having that thriller idea in my head since <laughs> you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like, told yeah. me that idea, Wouldn't chicken. Yeah. 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 I could do with a thriller dance. Can you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. I <laughs> <laughs> have to work on a couple moves. I got, I, I got it down, but I'm sitting down. <laughs> or did you see the other one that's going on on YouTube right now or Facebook, whatever, social media forum, of, like, the police departments no. doing dances? No. Or, really. like, lip syncing? I think they should do it. Like, I think the police officers do it to, like, Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> you know? Something like that. I do. I wonder if I could get UPD to do something. I, I bet you that could. That would be hysterical. Let's do it for charity. If we, if yeah, we, yeah, th- yeah. we attach a charity to it, I'm sure yeah. they do it. Like maybe real one wear pink or something like that. Some kind of breast cancer awareness. Yeah, for real. Type of thing. Let me get past Sunday and then try to organize. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. that'd be hysterical. You oh, we're gonna that? send you all kinds viral. of work. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate these assholes. <laughs> I should never have told them I could do it. No, but it, it was really cool. And for the first time, I think it was a, a great turnout. I don't think people expected it, which is the point. Yeah. Of a flash mob. <laughs> flash mob. But I've heard like when you do a flash mob, a lot of it is like last second. And, like, the people you just end up pulling aside turn out to be great. Some people joined in. I was going to ask you that. Did other people just randomly just join in? Yeah. I, I didn't see him just because I was up front um, trying to help lead if people forgot. But I guess in the back, someone told me later, like, this guy, this, these two guys just popped in. They're like, I got it. I got the sequence down. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Come on in, buddy. And yeah. And they popped in. And I guess they were they were dancing with us. So I have the drone from Ryan Miller did, like, a aerial from the drone. Of it, so it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Ryan does good shit too. Mm-hmm. Good, definitely. So, what got you into dance? You've been doing. You've been dancing pretty much your whole life. You teach as well, right? I used to teach. I don't teach anymore. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. No, I started dancing when I was three when I was little. But I, um, I don't. I don't. My passion's not teaching unless it was like at a collegiate level. Then I would definitely consider it. Um, I do strength training for dancers. So we own a gym, and I have a program called Enhance for dance and I'll do strength training to enhance their dancing. But plug, plug your gym too. OB training and sports performance. So oh, that. Stri- so the strength before <laughs> what, so what kind of conditioning do you do? 
to the get dancers? Them, yeah, for the dancers. Um, so we always start with some sort of plyometrics, so jumping, okay. um, to help them. If you talk to a dancer, what's one thing they want? I want to jump higher so their legs can go flying in the air, right? Um, so we'll start with some jumping and making sure that they know how to land and take off so they're not injuring their, their knees, their hips, their ankles, everything else. Um, and then we move on to actually some strength training as far as like moving weights or body weight just making sure that they have like the fundamentals down and then we'll end with a little more like specific intrinsic stuff for dancers really trying to they're, they're always in at least if you're a ballet dancer you're, you're always in like a turned out position so I, I work everything in parallel that we were working stuff that by them always being turned out they're always using the same muscles so we want to make sure we're undoing some of that too so gotcha and just teaching them how to warm up properly and how to cool down and how to not get injured. <laughs> How to not get injured is yeah. key right there. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple dancers. suppose a lot of stretching and stuff too, right? They love stretching, Yeah. So, t- but teach them how to stretch correctly. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially with Instagram now, you'll see all these, you guys probably don't follow any dancers on Facebook, on Instagram, I don't know, but a lot of dancers will have like over splits where they have like a foot up on like a bench and the back foot up on a bench and they're oh like, God. look like a banana. That's crazy. Right, so all the dancers try to do that and it just causes so many like hip issues. There's three dancers I know that just had... Um, not not hip replacements, but a surgery on their mm-hmm. hip because it was torn. Because they're just. You know, I dropped a piece of bacon the other day, and I will tell you, my back was hurting. <laughs> <laughs> From the bacon, huh? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't bend down that far. It's the whole thing. <laughs> you should stretch a little more. I maybe. should. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you in the gym, pal. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you yeah. do. I'm ben and Jerry's diet isn't working out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's hilarious. How's the dance community in Utica? Is there a big dance? community there is but it's segregated it is yeah i think that's my opinion um people might disagree but in what sense with it. there are lots of studios lots of great studios lots of great instructors and lots of great dancers but they don't necessarily want to share because they're afraid mm. they're going to lose the dancers to uh, one another mm-hmm. um so i mean there's been studios that have had great teachers come in you know guest artists come in and it's open to the public but no one goes as it's at that studio so they kind of get like territorial kind of um, they kind of feel like they want to just do their own thing and they're only going to kind of promote their own stuff, which mm-hmm. I totally understand. Um, but there's, there's not really a community and that's why dance with Utica is kind of that solution. Like you can come, it's, it's not a competition. Um, there's no judgment. doesn't matter your ability. You can just come in and actually like celebrate and have fun dancing. And that was really the biggest thing that I wanted to create with it. So you do it like, like there's a lot of studios that have competitions and when they see other studios, it's at the competition. So they're not necessarily hanging out, joking around because they're literally competing, right? Like you're mm-hmm. playing two baseball teams. You're not going to be like, hey, what's up? Maybe after the game, but you're, you're separated. So that's kind of how the dance community is. Um, so this really breaks down the walls. There's, I'm not stealing dancers. I don't have a studio. Mm-hmm. I don't teach dance. I'm not. You coming to dance with Utica is not going to do anything but enhance their dance. And It's almost like a uh, like if you go to a, a a football camp or a baseball camp and like you know like you're, you're coming from all different teams all different areas totally. and you just learn fundamentals you learn skills you learned uh, a lot of good knowledge like strength and conditioning and stuff like that um which i think is great because nobody else is doing like you said everything's very territorial right and this festival is only going to help them get better when they go back to your studio right. Right. you know it's only going to help them get better at their competition or their skill level their skill set and in the end i was just talking to someone today like the medals and the trophies like they're cool to have but once you graduate high school it doesn't mean anything yeah right right like you're going on for dance or anything you're not gonna put my resume like 
got extra platinum gold <laughs> at Star Power. Do you feel like there is an expiration date for for dancing? Like people like not like you you just stop dancing, but like you know uh, they take dance all their whole lives, you know, up until like fifteen, sixteen years old, and then like they kind of fizzle out or yeah it definitely depends um depends if they want to do it recreational or continue on uh i knew for me i wanted to continue on with dance past high school that's mm-hmm. just something I, I knew out of the bat and that's how i had to pick my college um but th- then i think there's some dancers that it's just recreational it's just for fun and once high school's done they're done but i also think that's because there's not necessarily opportunities a lot of t- a lot will go into like dance teams mm-hmm. and colleges who will perform for like intermission at football games and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of schools don't have dance programs. So what like kind of careers could uh, somebody go into with dance? That was going to be a round table discussion at dance with Utica. Oh really? That was, but I just couldn't gather enough people. Well, a lot were coming from New York city that were from the area, but have ventured out. One was like a dance therapist. So she grew up in the area, did dance, went to college for dance and then went for dance therapy um, but you can you can do a ton of stuff as far as like, you can be a studio owner. You can go professionally in a company. You can go and do cruise lines. You can be a choreographer. Um, then you can you know you can even do Pilates or yoga. Like there's many avenues. But what another thing about dance with Utica is, for example, ten years ago when I was going through, I didn't have anyone to ask. I didn't know what to do either. Mm-hmm. Like what do you do? What do you do with dance after college? But if we actually have a community that's willing to talk about it and say their experiences and what they've done, it's a way easier transition versus just like getting dropped off the face of the earth and here you go, right. figure it out. <laughs> so you actually can have a conversation <laughs> with someone. Because that's how I felt after college. I'm like, what the? Now what? What do I do with a dance degree? <laughs> 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 right, it was confusing. Luckily, I, I ended up double majoring with exercise science, so they paired up really nice. But I still have girlfriends that you know, graduated with BFAs and dance, and that's it. And wow. you know they're kind of confused in what to do themselves. Yeah, and they're thirty. Hmm. Do you compete in any of the dance competitions? Say, like the Stanley, or are you get involved with any of that stuff? I, I know I've there's a bunch of competitions. There's so many. There. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Um, I've gone to support the dancers, mm-hmm. just the for the dancers that I've had at the gym. I know that I've gone and watched just so I can kind of see what's going on and, and support them in that regards. But I didn't grow up competing. Um, I did what was called Royal Academy of Dance, which was a ballet syllabus where you had to memorize a syllabus and then go in front of a judge. And then the judge would critique you and grade you, essentially. And then if you could move up to the next level. So that's what I grew up doing. A couple other studios in the area do that as well. Um, But no, I just didn't get into a competition. So ballet is your background? Background, yeah. What was your progression after that? Modern. Modern. Yeah. Now, define modern dance. Oh, an umbrella term there's so many different types there can be more um, like classical modern um, as far as like Graham and Horton that are very technical and then there's other like you could walk across a stage for five minutes and that could be modern really? <laughs> right so there's many interpretations of it mm-hmm. um, but I just I like it personally I don't have a ballet body right I'm like five one with like boobs and a butt and thighs that doesn't fly in the ballet <laughs> world so I had to find a different avenue that I could still get the the high of dancing. So that's why I enjoy modern so much is because it's not with ballet. It's very aesthetic. This is exactly what it's supposed to look like. This is how you do it. There's one way of doing it where modern, you can be much more interpretive with it. So that's why I got into that. And that, I mean, that's at school. That's what the program was. Did you ever do tap dancing? 
Yeah, in college, I sucked at it. I'm fascinated by tap dancing. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Fascinated by it. I love it. Like when Sammy so Davis quick. Jr. used to do it, or Fred Astaire and right. Ginger Rogers used to do it. And yeah. Like it, just the rhythm and the sounds. And yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. they're creating music with their feet. Did you guys yeah. go to Savion Glover? A couple, well, I say a couple years ago. It's probably a while ago now. He came to Stanley. No. You know Happy Feet? Yeah. The penguin? Mm-hmm. He's the feet. Oh, okay. Was it, happy Feet. Was it Fred Astaire <laughs> that did it with, uh, was it Mickey Mouse? Uh, yeah. It was. Imagine do, having to do it with like a cartoon character, like especially then. I know, right? That must have been crazy. Yeah, ta- it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. I can imagine. Remember Gregory Hines, remember him? Oh, he was great too. Yeah, good call. He was really good at that. What was that movie he was in? Uh, Showstopper. Oh, we just had this conversation last night. It, was it the Showstopper? I don't know. I Gregory don't Hines. I can't remember. He's been but in a few movies. He he was incredible too. Unbelievable. Tap, tap is challenging. Is it? Yeah. We have three tap classes this year. Okay. At Dance with Utica. So. Do you? Uh, one each day? Um, one Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who teaches that? Um, so, we're having Julia Evans come in. She's originally from this area. She's in New York City mm-hmm. right now. She's doing the tap class. Kathy Ryan is doing. She's um, She teaches at Utica Dance, but she lives in Niagara Falls. So she commutes to Utica. What? Like yeah. weekly? I'm not quite sure about that. I actually forgot to ask. I was just on the phone with Nancy. Nightly, actually. She's <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> she never Three stays. hours. <laughs> um, Six hours yeah. in the car every day. I don't know if she just comes in a couple times, choreographs it, and then leaves it for them to kind of stay up on and clean, or if she comes in a couple times a month. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. That's dedication. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, yeah it is nuts. Um, I haven't met her yet, so I'm excited. There's a couple teachers that I've only been in contact with through, like, emails or phone and not actually met in person yet, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. So spread out between the three days, how many dance, uh, like what would you call them? Uh, classes. Classes, yeah, hit the class. Fifty-one. 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 In three wow. days. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. So like every hour, um, we that's ambitious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Maybe I jumped the gun, moving to three days and nah, whatever. But you're gonna do fine. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, so classes, like, um, think of it like a conference setting. When you go to a conference, you know, at 9 o'clock, you have three sessions, pick one. Hour and a half later, you have another three sessions, pick one. Mm-hmm. Lunch break, so it's that same type of concept. So I have anywhere from three to five classes happening at once every hour and a half. Wow. Is this something people could pre-register for? Yes. And how do they pre-register? Dancewithutica.com. You can pre-register. Like I said, you can do the drop-ins. You can do one day, two, or three day. Unfortunately, you can't get lunch anymore. Lunch was included, but I had to put the orders in. So sorry. You missed that. Bring your lunch. <laughs> um, but you can also drop in at the door or, or purchase your one, two, or three day passes at the door. So you're I would love w- it if you could do it before to ease my anxiety. You're taking walk-ins then. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Yep. You can totally walk in. Is there a cap? There's going to have to be. Yeah. I'm probably going to cap the classes at 30 because we had about 40 kids in some of the classes and it... The, it, it, just for safety purposes, I just want to bring mm-hmm. that down a little bit. So, yeah, I'll have a little clicker at the door. So 30 people per class. So there's a bunch of different rooms upstairs in 171 Genesee Street? Yeah. yeah. It's um. So the fourth floor is divided up into two spaces. They're trying to use it more for, like, weddings and bridal events and stuff like that. But oh, I literally cool. just cleared everything out of the way. So we have two spaces downstairs with, like, a breezeway that connects them and big windows that overlook the mural. Which is kind of cool. You know, the rainbow. Um, then the, the fifth floor is huge. It's the entire length of the building. But we're just dividing it in half and putting flooring down. And then there's actually a studio 
um, leather stocking ballet is in that building. So I'm renting out her space on the third floor that has mirrors, floors, bars. And then there's a, like a VIP bridal suite that, you know, like if you're getting married there, that's where you get dressed and all your photos and stuff. We're using that as the, like the round table lecture room. Wow. So we're having a couple. We have um, climb chiropractic and um, Dr. Joe Martin from physical uh, function better physical therapy. They're coming in for two different sessions and talking about biomechanics, injury prevention and stuff like that. So we'll be in there. We have roundtable discussions as far as um, someone's coming in and talking about like how to put community outreach programs in your studio um, to actually help expand your studio that way as well. And Q&A's. Q&A's will be in there as well. We have two Q&A's, same thing, like what happens post high school, post college, instead of getting dropped off the face of the earth, what's your plan or what are options for dance? Um, Fallon Gannon, she's also from Rome, now in Philadelphia dancing, and Felix Labella is doing the other one, also from Utica. He's now bouncing back and forth between New York City and Tampa. Um, he works on cruise ships. He dances and choreographs and directs stuff on the cruise ships. Nor- oh, wow. Norwegian, I believe. Um, it's got to be kind of cool to live on a cruise ship for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be pretty neat. Oh, yeah. And they get paid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They make well, that was a, actually a, a really interesting topic he brought up. He was saying, like, you can go do that for a couple of years, make a decent amount of money, and then go and go back and go pay for your schooling or something like that. You know, he just brought up some couple ideas. I'm like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Um, and he also is a the MC for Turn It Up dance competitions. So he's doing all, like... Number entry 51. <laughs> <laughs> like all that stuff. Earlier you talked about how all the other dance schools get a little bit competitive and stuff. Have they been receptive to your event that you got coming up this weekend? I'll go 50-50. You go 50-50? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there some that aren't just don't get it? The, the people that aren't receptive just don't understand what you're trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. Especially last year. Even my, even my mom. My mom helped me out with the front desk. And like, I'm, you know. I was talking to her about it the entire seven months that I was planning it and it wasn't literally until it was over. She's like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> maybe <And> invite <laughs> those naysayers to come, come watch. Yeah. Know, like yeah. Uh, you know, I, I try to put, I try to go to the studios and, and talk and not, I haven't had any like, this is stupid. Like, why are you doing this? I haven't had that. Really? But in this area? I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, but maybe just like, cool. Thanks for yeah. the info. Mm hmm. You know, nothing really happens from there. The polite gotcha. shove off. Yeah. Right, 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 right. You go to start like, I suck at that too. You start to like do your pitch or whatever. And like, you just see the like. Mm. Blank. Yep. <laughs> Wall go up. Man. You know, because they don't find any value for you. Right. Maybe I'm sucking at pinch it, pitching it. I don't know. But like, uh. how is there not value for you? You kidding? Right. right. Would you be open to having them coming down to pass out flyers or for their dance academies or something? Oh, like yeah. That? yeah, absolutely. See? I mean, I, I have, mean, that's um, promotion for them. Totally. I have uh, free passes. Um, mm-hmm. We have goodie bags. If you pre-registered, you get like a shirt and whatever else goes in that goodie bag. <coughs> you can do free classes if you want to put a pass in there. But if um, you're an, discounts. And if stuff. you're an instructor, why wouldn't you go to this? Right. I mean, exactly. you can pick up a lot. of Like you said, you got Q&A's. You got like, you know, round tables. You got different different genres of dance coming in. Why not like. Go to this event, learn more, and, and like bring more to your studios. Yeah, just It seems like a no-brainer. I want to do the next thing up my sleeve is like Dance with Utica, and then I want to do different branches of that. So Dance with Utica, Day for Teachers. So I've done that. At, um, I've gone to a couple of dance medicine conferences before, and like the, the 
pre-conference had one day where it was just for like medical professionals only. So I would like to do something like that where it's just open to teachers and maybe go through like how to brand your studio, how to get more community interaction, um, how to do assessments for dancers, how to do your accounting, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is very important where a lot of people, you know, they think, well, I've been doing dance for so many years. I'm going to be a dance instructor. And I find this out like in a lot of different genres of business. I'd seen a lot of pizzeria guys. Oh, I've been running a pizzeria forever. So they just go out there and try to open up their own stuff, their own place, but they don't know how to promote. They don't know how to balance uh, a checkbook, balance a checkbook. <laughs> or, or, or even pay a bill. Exactly. <laughs> and and um, pay uh, payroll, yep. you know, things of that nature. Well, same thing even with the gyms, like mm-hmm. five gyms opened up within the month we opened. Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Cause you like, Oh, I really like working out. I'm gonna open a gym. So mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more than just, I enjoy working out. Yeah. And out of those five gyms, are they still open? I'm sure one or two. One or two, right? <laughs> well, once you get that insurance bill, oh yeah, that yeah, nature. the overhead. I mean, mm-hmm. that insurance bill, owning a gym has got to be ridiculous. Right, it has to be the liability. Has to and be and I would imagine high. a dance studio. I mean, oh, you yeah. got kids doing it's a lot of injury. Right, you know, and people do get injured because they necessarily. I mean, I'm going to go just based off of the injury prevention stuff because that's that's up my alley, right? That's what that's what mm-hmm. I do. It's your wheelhouse, right? There's a lot of places that are doing that are adding in like conditioning classes for their dancers and injury prevention classes for their dancers, which I think is phenomenal. But they're not doing it right, and they're only going to continue to hurt their dancers. They're actually not accomplishing the goal of injury prevention mm-hmm. because they aren't necessarily trained or know what to look for. So, like, that's something I would, you know, I could bring to the table and teach you. Maybe I can't come into every single studio. You don't want me to because that's another mm-hmm. expense. But at least train you how to look at their movement patterns or what to look for or how to even structure a workout. You know, so. Well, you also need those classes because the swing dancing, obviously, for the injury. So. Right. But in case so you don't let them go and fly out the window. <laughs> Thank you. You Concussions. Know. You know Concussions. Exactly. That's another one. <laughs> right. So we'll Throw see. your back out. <laughs> yeah. Bending over for bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Can so I'm going to try it. We'll see. I have a feeling it might flop, but I'm willing to try it anyway. If plug, any, oh, sorry, go ahead. Plug your gym again. Where is it located? OB Training Sports Performance 2428 Shenangle Road. So it looks like, a, looks like a warehouse. We're connected to Adirondack Compressed Gas, so you wouldn't actually know we were there unless you were probably looking for it. Um, Home Depot, ConMed, mm-hmm. U-Haul, oh, nice. right on that access road. Gotcha. I was just going to ask, uh, so like if a, a studio wanted you to come in and teach their kids uh, some strength and conditioning stuff. Is that something that you can provide totally. as well? Yep. And and studios have been really receptive. I've been to a whole bunch of studios in the area to do that. They've been they've been great with that coming in. Um, I'm also a nutritionist, so I usually pair it up with some nutrition stuff as well. Um, and they yeah they've been phenomenal with bringing me in for that stuff because yeah. they do they see the benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they see that their dancers have gotten better. It's like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Have you been doing a media tour promoting <coughs> dance with Utica? Have you been all over the other radio stations or um, TV at all or any of that? Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town and News Talk. Yeah. That's on WKTV. It. Yeah. Yeah. So other than that, it's really just social media. I've been trying to go to the studios. Um, I've been missing them a lot because it's summer and they're not opened or I'm at the gym when their classes start. So been, I've been missing some people, but trying to just get the word out. If I can hook the parents to let the parents mm-hmm. know the benefit of this for their dancers. So that's... If the if some of the studio owners aren't going to 
promote it, then I need to find other routes of getting in. Yeah, for sure. Well, you have friends here at the D. We'll always promote anything well, you, you got going on. That's for damn Appreciate sure. It. The D for dance. The D for dance, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually why it was called that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So take us through the kickoff of the very first day. Is there like a big kickoff that you do? Yeah, there's not. No? Actually, no. We were thinking about that. We were thinking about maybe adding in something Friday night. Um, but we didn't. There's only so many things I can do. Yeah. If you got your hands full. Yeah. I have a girlfriend from Holland Patton who lives in Rochester, who I went to school with um, out in Brock, uh, Brockport in college, who's helping me through stuff. But some logistic stuff she can't do, obviously, because she's physically not here. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe next year we'll do something. But Saturday and Sunday are the performances. Very cool. Very cool. And then we plug the address again. Where is it at? 171 Genesee Street. Yes. You can get some coffee, character coffees, providing some coffee upstairs. Cool. Christine. Do you have sponsors you need? You want to plug? or? Yeah, so A&P did all of our apparel. Um, PJ Green did all of the um, posters and they're doing all of our programs, which has been great. Um, Eileen Witt is opening up a studio out in Rome. She gets it. She gets it. <laughs> she has been. Eileen you rock, girl. She's been awesome. Why they call her Eileen? She only has one leg. Thank you. I'll be here um, all night, folks. <laughs> that was like a chicken joke. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you would say. Oh, she's been phenomenal at promoting it. Um, and she's on board, too, with kind of that new, I don't know, maybe it's a new age millennial concept. I don't know. Um, and Yorkville Memorial. Thank you, Gina Timpano. She's a rock star if anyone needs any... Um, <laughs> Cemetery stones. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Gina. Hey, we're all going to need it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> we have a shortage of stones in your cemetery. Please listen up because she <laughs> has what you need. Gina's got this to cover This has been dead. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Another one. <laughs> um, yeah, we have some we have some granola bars coming in from Hannaford to keep people fueled up. Nice. Bagel Grove is providing some bagels. Character Coffee has got your coffee coming in. Nice. Um, Adam Brockway is since day one with OB training and dance with Utica has done all of our videos. The, I don't know if you guys have seen the promo video, but yes. we're literally all around Utica. He did a great job. He, yeah. He's, he no, he's phenomenal. Is he bringing his photo booth too? No, no. he has a wedding. Uh. I know. I'm Just bummed. Tell him that's not as important as this. I am. Uh, priorities, Adam. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like weddings don't last. Come on. Uh, yeah. This. <laughs> oh, the weddings last, but the relationship mates a fifty percent chance. <laughs> 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 yeah, so he won't be joining us. I'm bummed out. He's very talented though, Adam. He is. Very talented. And he was at Flower Fest doing the yep. photo booth. And me and mom got in there. Me and my mother got in there. And did our little thing that yep. we do. So yeah, he did those. And he did. Uh, he took some photos of the flash. Oh, I got to get those, Adam. Those photos from the flash mob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flash mob was great. We, let's do that again. I want to plan another one, though. And, and I want to get us involved with that. Yeah, I want chicken to dance. I want chicken. Uh, the do? chicken dance? The chicken dance, yeah. <laughs> can, can, can we just never play the chicken dance at another wedding ever? I am with you there, pal. <laughs> Everyone's like, chicken, your song, your song. I'm like, yeah. get the f- Yeah. I'd rather do the Macarena than the chicken dance. And the electric slide. Yeah, that's another one. The electric slide. You're not an electric slide. It's too confusing. Can you do the cabbage patch? What the I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. The cabbage patch. Isn't that the bring it around town from... No, Steer it up that. a little bit. That's a cabbage patch. I used to do this thing at Saranac, and uh, so I'd get people in a circle. That's when Jersey Shore is really popular. 
and I'd be like, you, you got to do the fist pump, right? But you got to get it ready. So you're stirring the sauce. You're stirring the sauce. Okay, now you're taking it out. You're taking it out. Here we go. It's building. It's building. And then there'd be a pause in the song. Like, fist pump your heart out. And just get like a <laughs> bunch of people doing it. it so How many beers deep were you? A lot. <laughs> 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 no tequila pump. that night? Not, not that night, no. That's an EDM thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. raise the roof type <laughs> thing. There's always that break in the song <laughs> where it just explodes and... Yeah. <laughs> and the bubble she's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Christine, what kind of music are you into? Um, I like everything. You like everything? Yeah. No, if I, I was saying last night, if I turned my car in right now, it's the Beatles. Ah, oh, great. It's the Beatles nice. station. Yeah. That's what I have bumping right now. Yeah. But what I'm all over the place. Depends on my mood. What's your favorite music to dance to? Something without lyrics. So. It's like What's a your anything, favorite Beatles song? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That's such a hard question. How I do you know. answer that I question? Answer, I, I could answer it. You, you have one? It? It's What's hey yours? Jude. That's yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mine. Did you guys see the... Heinz Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Did you see the Facebook... Um, what's... Oh. Who's a British dude when you're stuck in a car and he's driving around? Yes. Did you see it? Um, yes, with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was Gordon. awesome. That was, yeah, uh, that's that the only one I've actually watched the full thing through. Same yeah. here. And th- he played the, the club, too, at the end, and people yep. were trying to get in. Yeah, really but he went to like, his amazing. house and like the barbershop or whatever. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Retraced all his roots. That yeah. was super cool. Yeah. That was awesome. And I liked when, he was, when they were sitting in the car and they are singing together, but he was given the background of the song. Yeah. Before oh, they what got was it? Let it be. Was that? Was yes. it? Let it be. Yes. His mother and his dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> I know. It was so sweet. Mm-hmm. Was I didn't nice. know all that stuff. So that was. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Beatles fan, but I'm not like a diehard. Yeah. Like my mom's like, oh my god. <laughs> I, she I was the one like screaming and crying at the concerts. <laughs> yeah. It was my first uh, first favorite band. Really, was the Beatles. Beatles? Yeah. As a kid, I mean, that was my really? dad pumped it in my ears, and then yeah. I got a chance to work with Paul McCartney last year. Oh my god. Did you really? Yeah. It was doing what? Running. I was the runner for them for AEG and then it, the coolest thing was at the end of the thing the lady tells me she's like okay go ahead you could go watch the show which never happens because I, I work in the concert industry for a long time and she's like go watch the show I'm like I can watch the show really I can watch the show <laughs> I sat there on the front row with my friend Jessica and we sat there and like we were almost practically in tears watching that that's I can't believe yeah. I'm here right now. 75 years old and he's still rocking out did not take one break for three hours that's straight insane, insane. Paul McCartney love him Absolutely love it. That was the same day as the Roger Waters show. They were, he was like in Buffalo or something that day. Uh, or whatever. Roger Waters was in Albany. Well, we were in yeah, catering. Right. I was in catering, and I had my walkie-talkie, and uh, we heard, oh, Paul's coming up right now. So Jess and I looked at each other like, let's go. We stopped what we were doing. We were eating, and we were just like left everything there to go into the tunnel, and we were just kind of sitting there, and just Paul walked by us. He was like, hello. We're like, humming, humming, humming. But that was an amazing experience. But Be- awesome. Beatles, one of my all-time favorite bands. Z threw him his panties. <laughs> <laughs> Funny chicken, you know I don't wear panties. <laughs> sign this. <laughs> it was more like, can you sign my boob? <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. Get it tattooed on. Yeah, I definitely tattoo his <laughs> autograph on me. <laughs> my girlfriend said that for uh, Dave Matthews. He signed her foot, and she went really? back and she got it tattooed. That's awesome. And now it's faded. <laughs> <laughs> I had a buddy who was obsessed with Kevin Smith, and um, I went to see him in New York City. And they said, if anyone wants an autograph, come on up. So he drew Jay and Silent Bob on his arm oh. with the apple above it because they were in the big apple. That's he awesome. He went and got it tattooed. And he still ha- obviously still has it. And it's like clear as day. It's wow, crazy. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. I don't know if there's anyone I love that much that I'd want that on my body. Yeah, yeah right. You know. Have you ever danced any Beatles songs? Like a routine? 
You ever put a performance onto the Beatles? No. No. No, I haven't. Maybe it's like sometimes I'll just throw on stuff is just for like inspiration. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't really go with stuff that doesn't have any lyrics. Because the lyrics, so, you know, will uh, influence your movement. Yeah. And like what sometimes I want or don't. Depends what I'm looking What kind for. of instrumentals? Are like an instrumental like funk song classical. or an, a classical or or would it be an instrumental rock song? Or? A lot of times I'll put on um, Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Yes, mm-hmm. Bon Iver. For the longest time, I thought they were called Boney there. And I <laughs> argue with anyone. <laughs> you ever see the, um, the street sign up in Old Forge? No. No. Does it say? It's just like, it looks like, like, bonely air. I do name a street name that. Side note. Strange. But yeah, Bon Iver's yeah. great. Bon Iver. Very, very what about Lettuce? Are you in the Lettuce at all? You know the band Lettuce? No. The funk band? No. Check them out. They're all lettuce? instrumental too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. High energy funk. Really? Have to check them out. I will, because if I just saw Lettuce, I wouldn't click on it. Yeah. Well, See? Ho- Look how judgmental. It's like just like See? Stop <laughs> being so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. No, I won't. <laughs> I'll check that out. No, they're, they're incredible. Well, the reason why they got their name Lettuce is they would show up at open mic nights and be like, hey, let us play with you. Oh, 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 oh got, got it. it. That's how they got their name. Yeah. So, and in fact, our good friend Sam Kinninger started that band. See, I like that story. So yeah, if I knew the meaning behind lettuce, I would like it better. Yeah, <laughs> see, there, now you have it. <laughs> no, go go check them out. There. You I'll would totally love them. There's another great funk band out there right now, and i got to give them some love and respect to another friends of mine, Turquoise. And they're opening up for lettuce, and they're doing a tour together, and it, it's kind of a perfect match. And they're just super awesome, high energy, but they're not instrumental. Right. They, they have There's like 15 guys in that band. There's right? a <laughs> lot of them in that really? band. Yeah, they're incredible. What though. was that? Turquoise. Turquoise. T-U-R. K. Quaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. T-U-R-K-Q-U-A-Z. Turquoise. You should also look up Tomato and Cucumber. They're a really good band. That's for real? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like a jam band. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's rhubarb and there's... <laughs> yeah, all the jam bands are named after fruit and vegetables yeah. and stuff like that for sure. <laughs> So, Dance with Utica this weekend. It happens the 27th, 28th, and 29th, 171 Genesee Street. Go on down. It's dancewithutica.com, correct? Correct. Facebook, Instagram. You have all that. Yep. And are you going to be be doing like live hits too for people that can't be there, such as myself? Live hits? Yeah, live on Facebook. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on Facebook. Okay. Yep. Um, I have to plug some sponsorships too. Do, of course. We have. well, sponsorships, scholarships, I should say. The Vinnie Calusa Memorial Scholarship Fund has provided a handful of scholarships. So Vinnie Calusa was a, uh, a local dance teacher and dance studio owner a couple decades ago. And her mission in life and in Utica was to make sure that no dancer or anyone interested in the arts had any financial constraints that ever would stop them or impede them from performing taking classes and stuff like that so um, they have been phenomenal and have donated some money to provide the the um, scholarships so thank you to them that was absolutely phenomenal awesome. and that's a parallel mission with dance with Utica. guys i don't want the financial constraints to be an issue for them i don't want that to be the reason why they don't attend so i mean granted i need to pay the people in the space right but like in the end i would rather have the experience them Upcoming, right? Yeah, and that's cool. The name still lives on, though. You said yeah. it was a couple decades. I I'd have to look. Uh-huh. I'd have to look exactly when she passed away. Um, but she had a studio downtown. I should find out exactly where downtown. It'd okay. be cool if it was like similar to where we are right now. But um, yeah, just to just to make sure. And I'm I'm trying to reach out more to um, 
you know, like the refugees, um, Muck, the Midtown Community Center mm-hmm. um, over there on Scott Street and reaching out to them and see if they have any individuals. I know a lot of them are really into hip hop, um, but it, it might be a financial constraint for them to come and spend, you know, anywhere from 100 to $200. Um, but I don't want that to be the reason why. So please reach out. And even if all the scholarships are taken, which I only have one left right now, um, I can still find people to sponsor you. So don't worry about that being a restriction for coming. Awesome. Very cool. Any other sponsors you got to plug? Yeah. <laughs> How many hip hop classes do you have throughout the weekend? Oh, we have a lot. A lot. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. I that. feel like that's the most popular form of dance right now. Yeah, we have a lot of hip hop or like street jazz. Um, we have a guy. He, he's new to the area. He's from Brooklyn. Um, he just came up. Stephen Blackman. His name is. He's coming up. He's, he lives in Little Falls right now. Um, he's coming. So it's, I'm gonna be. I'm excited to take his or at least I don't know if I can take his classes, but just watch his class at least and see what kind of style he brings up from Brooklyn. Um. We have some dance team stuff. Does that include breakdancing? Is anybody breakdancing anymore? We just had this conversation last night. Did you? I don't know. The anyone. game show stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he can breakdance. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm looking. I would love to have you a breaker. Just, you should just throw like a, a cardboard box on the floor. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Spin those head. <laughs> yeah. um, one of my girlfriends last year came up. She has a hip hop background. Who does like a little bit of breaking, but not to the extent that I would like. If there's anyone in the area, I know there's little hidden people, there's little hidden gems and stuff. So mm-hmm. come to me. If there's anybody out there interested in performing their break dance moves, hit up Christina. Yeah, absolutely. I know I had some people last year reach out and be like, yeah, like I have, I had this group of dancers. Like I would love to have them, you know, showcase and show what Utica's really about. I'm like, that's what I'm looking for, right? Like, give it to me. As as cultural as I can get and as influenced in that stuff I can get, I want. So please reach out. Excellent. I think what you're doing is great. Mm-hmm. And it's another way of keeping Utica vibrant again. Because there's been this whole resurgence in Utica, as you totally. know. If, you, if you've seen it, and I know who you hang out with and associate with. And there's a lot of your friends doing positive things in the community as well as ours. And yeah. and, and so this is much needed in the community. Something it is. Like this. And I, and I is. realized that last year when literally we have 40 kids in class. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. This I, I think this is needed. Yeah. You know, and, and it must be if all these people came out. And it's not just yeah. for kids. That's nope. that's the best thing. It, yeah. It's for the adults as well. Yeah. Oldest I think it was sixty five last year. Oh that nice. Came. Wow. Yeah. So I'm trying to reach in to that I would say like thirty and older or twenty five and older, you know, population. There's a ton of stuff for the the younger kids, which is great. Mm-hmm. And we we need that. But like me, I'm thirty years old and if I want to go dance in this area, you I don't have any place to do it. You got a good uh what about senior citizens? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a, a, a generation that is accustomed to dancing. and But, like, now, so many years later, they feel like maybe they're too old. They don't have the outlet to go dance right. and, or, or whatnot. Right. A lot of the older crowds will come to, like, the social dances, the social dance forms that we're having. Um, and they still do, like, Marty Comstock is teaching the East Coast Swing. He does, like, at the Steve. Steve what is it called now? Stife. Stife? Yep. Steve Stife. Steve Stife. Awesome. The bar on Varick Street. Yes, the bar on <laughs> Varick Street. He'll do, you know, dance classes down there. Um, he's same thing. He'll go on Sundays and do classes at Muck. And I think there are things like that out there that people just don't know about yet. Yeah. Um, and this is a side note, too, where there's a special needs class. So if anyone... Really? Has, yeah. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. super pumped about that. So that's Saturday at 930. Lindsay LaFountain is teaching that. She used to teach at nice. UCP. And what do they do in the special needs class? You know what? Th- I'm I'm not quite sure really? what they're going to do. Um, but I know Lindsay has experience with that population, so she knows kind of, you know, 
if it's overload, sensory overload, she knows how to deal with that. Or if there's modifications that need, like, and Lindsay's just such a fun person. So there's no way you can not enjoy that class. Awesome. Um, but that is something I'm trying to reach out to as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I reached out to Jeremy at the root farm, um, UCP. I don't have any contacts at RCIL. If anyone does, let me know. Um, but just try to could I get the word out there. So it's a 9.30, 9.30 to 10.30 Saturday, July 28th. Super cool. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped uh, about that. I, I coach a girl um, every other week for a little bit. She's been with me for a couple of years, and she dances, and she also comes to the gym. And, man, she's a rock star. She's awesome. So I'm hoping she can make it. Nice. That's great. That is super cool. So what's going on this weekend? Dance with Utica, July 27th, 28th, and 29th, 171 Genesee Street. Come on down. Support our friend Christina. And uh, come dance your ass off, pretty much. And watch. <laughs> and you watch. watch. You can watch, you too. You got performances going on. Yep. You got a lot of different cool classes a lot happening. Of stuff, a lot of stuff happening. So Yes. Success and nothing less, sister. I hope you kill and it. We'll, yes. we'll be in touch with that flash mob idea. Yes. Yes. I'm going to teach chicken the thriller moves. No. Hopefully. <laughs> I know. Seriously. For Halloween. And then the, <laughs> the, the thriller. UPD would be hysterical. That would be good. <laughs> that would be great. That would be good. Right? Yeah. Well, let's make sure. I wait until Sunday. Let's make sure we, we <laughs> keep the lines of communication yeah, 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 open and, and do some stuff. I, th I think it'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll switch the D over to dance. Huh? Yeah. Uh, oh. I like it. Yeah. I you like keep it. your D. Yeah. I can book We're some dancers if you want. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Were you in the flash dance at all back in, when you were a kid? You ever watch flash dance? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you might have. I've been in one. I was going to ask you, what was your favorite dance movie? I was going to see Oh, Center Stage. Center Stage? I just watched that last week. You know what mine is? For three ninety nine on on Netflix. Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love fame as a kid though. Well, I was a huge fame. I wanted to be Leroy when I was a kid. Wow. That was I, I wanted to put corn rolls in my hair and everything and dance like Leroy. I thought he was awesome. It wasn't breaking? No. No. Break the electric boogaloo. Remember the breaking two, the electric boogaloo. I didn't watch the two. Yeah, I didn't watch two. <laughs> or Beach Street, that was another one. Oh, right. Beach Street. Yep. That was yep. a good one. Sweet. What was your favorite dance movie, Pledgy? Mm. No? <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. <Yeah>. Rambo. <laughs> yeah. He moved pretty good. In that, in that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Pledgy, thanks so much for hooking up all these interviews you've been doing, man. Yeah, and no, you're no, killing man. it for us, man. And I really appreciate all the hard work you've been putting in around here at the D. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity. You're doing great, you know, man. Keep we'll it up. See where this Keep train it up. Takes us. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's got a great guest for us lined up tomorrow Judd Travis. Yes. Another funny comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it'll keep be fun, and he was on with you know, um, you were closely with Aston Kutcher on that Steve Jobs movie, so you can ask him about that. That was a huge passion project for him. Cool. Um, so he's done a lot, and you know he was willing to do the interview. Very nice guy. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll have some fun with it. Yeah, cool. it was a great time talking yeah. to uh, Dan Lamort earlier before uh, Christina yeah. came in, and a great time. So and you've been killing it for us, man. So keep up the good work, and yeah. thank you so much, man. I'm really welcome. I'm really glad that you're a part of the team, man. I am too. Yeah, you're you're doing really good. It's good to be a part of a team. I played Soon you'll be replacing chicken, you know. so. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Italian enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, Christina, you uh, add to the percentage of Italian guests here. We're lingering right around 97% of Italian what guests. What are you? I'm Irish and Italian. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, my mom's full-blood Italian, but I got the most Irish name possible. Oh, Michael Sean O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> and her last name means friend, so Christina de friend. <laughs> I know. I wonder what the, because we have an apostrophe. Yeah. So I think when um, my relatives came over, I think they chopped something off, right? Because why else would there be an apostrophe? Yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? D'Amico. D'Amico. Yeah. Now, one of my great friends, the drummer of Mo, Vinny Amico. 
Right. Right. And uh, any relation? Mm-mm. No. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Well, I just did. But Not every that. time, <laughs> every time my grandfather would hear like of a pledgy, uh. that's our family. Oh. How do you know for sure though? We are. We are. We're just See, related. We have to. <laughs> We're all related somewhere. <laughs> my, my Italian somewhere. grandma would be like, "Tomiko, Tomiko, Tomiko." She's Italian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother, my grandmother would be like D'Amico, D'Amico. Hey, was your uncle this? Yep. Or yeah. she would start rattling off all these names that well, she would know. Especially in Utica, like <laughs> everyone somehow. Yeah. If we really think about it, we're probably related. Oh, we're cousins. <laughs> we're cousins yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Actually, my par- my parents went back because my mom wanted to do ancestry, mm-hmm. so we got it for her. And it's like thirty-four cousins down the line is my dad's cousin. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is your marriage? Uh, yeah. That's what happened, though. Like, uh, there was people in my family who would marry, like, their first, second cousin. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That, that right. explains a lot. It yeah. was okay back then. <laughs> 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 but my Are grandpa would always get mad at me if I ever met another Pelagi if I did not invite him to my grandparents for dinner. <laughs> Why'd you invite him over? I'm like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> Cousins, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're family, we're <laughs> Then he would go, Japan, China, Chicago, Boston, we're all over the place. You never know who you're going to meet. Like, it was a half hour thing. Surrounded by Pelagis. Surrounded by Pelagis. I'm getting uh, married next year, and he's an Obanesser. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Congratulations. We should I just want to f- change my name, though. <laughs> 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 German. Am I? We it's a German. Christina Obanesser. I love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Put an O at the end of it. Open S O. Well, thank you so much for coming in. This has thank been great. You. And any event thank that you. you have, please keep us in mind. Please use our platform, you. and you know yeah. we we'd love to have you come in and help promote anything you got going Appreciate on. Appreciate so it. Thank I, you. Very I think much. what you're doing is awesome out there. Before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody to listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the great content that we have on the D at DisruptionNetwork.net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow and Instagram and Twitter and all that social media stuff. We're pretty much all over the place. So. Yep. And uh, we got anything going on tonight? No. <laughs> Shit, if I know. I, I actually, <laughs> usually on Wednesdays, it, it's every other Wednesday. Wrestle Fandom Radio comes on, but they're, this is their off week, so right. they'll be back next week. So, yeah. And next week's a short week, unless you're going to take over. I, you might? I might. It's my birthday week. So taking the whole week this off. This week's my birthday week. Is it? Yeah. When's your birthday? The 30th. Is it? Mine's August yeah. 1st. No see, I like you that much more. Come on now. A little bit more, I like you. Yeah, <laughs> you guys got see? any birthday plans? Well, you're I'm working. working. Right? <laughs> That's all I do on my birthday is work. What am I going to do? You know? You're you going to go get drunk, creep out women? <laughs> <laughs> don't creep out women. <laughs> well, you, you kind of do. Do I? No. <laughs> 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 tell me what I'm doing wrong. I'll stop it. Do your fist pump thing and see how it <laughs> yeah, you were around in 2012. <laughs> 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 uh, you guys are hilarious. Again, thank you so much for coming in, Christina. And Pelagi, thank, thank you too for all the hard work you've been doing no here problem, around buddy. the D. So we will see you tomorrow. See ya. Peace. Thank you for calling the EC Radio Attitude Adjustment Line. Press 1 if you need a good slap in the mouth. Press 2 if you need a stern verbal lashing. Press 3 if you need a timeout. Press 4 to respond to the voices in your head. Press 5 if you need to talk to your mom. And if this is an actual emergency, please hang up and call someone who gives a shit. You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio.
The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacqua Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacqua Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today. Only on the D!